0: You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel 965com
1: Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo.
2: Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case.
1: You don't have to
3: speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services,
1: Kids, and the Ad Council.
4: 32. This is America in the Morning 12 before the hour. Former Vice President Joe Biden says the U.S. is crying out for leadership. Terry Moore has that story.
5: Biden pressed his call for leadership during a speech in Philadelphia.
6: Leadership that can unite us. Leadership that brings us together. Leadership that can recognize pain and deep grief of communities
7: that have had a knee on their neck for a long time.
5: A reference to the death of George Floyd, the unarmed black man who died last week in police custody in Minneapolis. Biden slammed President Trump for staging a photo op at a church near the White House this week.
7: president held up the Bible I just wish he opened it once in a while. If he opened it, he could have learned something.
5: Police used tear gas and rubber bullets to break up a peaceful protest so Trump could walk to the church. Meantime, Biden talked extensively about the ongoing coronavirus outbreak and protests over Floyd's death.
7: Too often, just the color of your skin puts your life at risk. More than 100,000 people have lost their lives to the virus and 40 million have filed for unemployment.
5: Biden said violence is being done to the economy and the pursuit of justice
4: in the U.S. I'm Terry Moore reporting. The governor of Texas says he stands with demonstrators calling for justice in the death of George Floyd. But correspondent Clayton Neville reports the state is cracking down on looting and vandalism amid continued protests.
8: George Floyd's death making an impact across the country in Texas is no exception. Hundreds gathered outside Dallas City Hall as Governor Greg Abbott met with local leaders to discuss the response to recent protests that have turned to violence. The governor boosting the presence of law enforcement by deploying more than a thousand state troopers. As well as hundreds of Texas National Guard just to the Dallas-Fort Worth region alone. As far as the issue of social injustice, the governor committed to legislation to advance the cause and touted his state for being a national leader in criminal justice reform.
9: Texas passed the Timothy Cole Act, the Sandra Bland Act, and the James Byrd Jr.
8: Hate Crimes Act. A day after hundreds of protesters were detained while marching on a city bridge, Dallas Police Chief Renee Hall said open dialogue with protest groups
10: is ongoing. Our goal is to ensure that we have an understanding that we're working to move this city forward and identify some of the changes that we all know that need to be made in order for us to be uh, a better city.
8: Recent protests have started peaceful but turned violent with looting and vandalism. We do have special agents embedded trying to identify criminals that are exploiting these demonstrations. Stephen McCraw is the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety and says troopers are looking for groups who've been known to incite crime. We're talking about there's violent extremists, okay, there's anarchists, there's Antifa, but there's also criminals, okay, that using this as an opportunity to exploit but to loot and hurt others. He says a key tool for troopers is body cam footage. To ensure that there is evidence that captures what they're doing in their interactions with the public. McCraw insisting looters and instigators will get caught. We've recorded evidence and we'll continue to investigate each and every event to identify those individuals who are involved in criminal conduct. Meanwhile, state and local leaders say they're committed to demanding justice for George Floyd, but that they won't compromise the rule of law. I'm Clayton Neville. Robert Workman has Midweek
11: Sports. NFL teams will hold their training camps this summer at their primary facilities rather than at remote locations in an effort to reduce the effects of the coronavirus outbreak. That word came in a memo Tuesday from Commissioner Roger Goodell, who added that teams will also not be permitted to hold joint practices with other teams, as has been done in the past. Ten teams trained off-site last year. Team facilities began opening for limited player use last month, and a second phase of reopening began Monday Monday with clubs allowed to open ticket offices, retail stores, and other customer-facing facilities as long as they complied with local health regulations. No coaches have been allowed into team sites yet, but that could change very soon. College football, the game between Notre Dame and Navy, will not be played in Dublin, Ireland on August 29th as scheduled. But it will be played somewhere it's never been before. The 94th meeting will be played at Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland for the first time. The teams have met in a number of locales from South Bend to San Diego, even twice in Dublin. But never on the midshipman's home field. The game will be played Liberty weekend with the date and time to be announced later. Major League Soccer has extended its deadline until noon Eastern today for negotiations with players over changes to the collective bargaining agreement in preparation to restart the season. The Players Association reportedly expects to complete its vote on the league's proposal this morning and safe home to basketball hall of famer wes unseld the two-time all-american center at louisville was the number two overall pick in the 1968 nba draft by the baltimore bullets he spent the next 35 years with the franchise as player coach executive and general manager as they evolved into today's washington wizards unseld won nba rookie of the year and mvp honors in 1969 here's the list of guys who have done that in the same season wilt chamberlain Unselt, only six foot seven on his tiptoes, led the Bullets to their only NBA title in 1978, earning MVP honors in the finals as well. Wes Unselt, whose number 41 was the first jersey retired by that franchise, and the godfather of current NBA star Kevin Love, whose middle name is Wesley. He was 74 years old. That's Wednesday Sports. Seven minutes before the hour.
12: I would walk a thousand miles. I
4: would walk a thousand miles one foot in front of the other for George Floyd when America in the Morning continues after these messages. Enrolls
13: you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men over 40, is your body feeling soft and not as lean? Are you losing your energy, drive, or even your passion? If so, you could be feeling the loss of growth hormone. The reality is, as early as 25, your natural production of GH begins to significantly slow down, which means you start slowing down. Well, listen to this. New GH Boost from Nugenics is the world's first and only non-prescription supplement that safely supercharges your body's GH production at night when it naturally occurs. Clinical studies show the ingredients GH Boost can increase your body's own GH levels more than 100% in just the first 90 minutes. And right now, NuGenix is letting every man in America try a complimentary 2-week sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321 now. Get GH Boost and get your swagger back at the gym and in the bedroom. It's killing it at GNC, but you can only get your sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321. That's A C T I V E to 321321. Text ACTIVE to 321321.
6: Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish, terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm -hmm. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring. A white-grey-brown-black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Sachma is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Art Council.
4: 32. This is America in the Morning at 4 till plenty of music news. On the Hollywood Minute today, here's David Daniel. Talk to me. Sing the,
14: the pandemic has helped bring back drive in movies, so why not drive in concerts? Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes are scheduled to play a pandemic relief benefit in Oceanport, New Jersey next month. Tickets start at $150 per car, with a four-people-per-car limit. Cars will be parked nine feet apart with additional social distancing rules. Info at thebasie.org slash drive-in. Keith Urban and DJ D-Nice have also performed drive-in shows recently. For her quarantine video of the classic Roxy Roller, Sherry Curry reached out to some friends and a fan. The video includes guest vocals from Nick Gilder, who wrote the song, and Susie Quattro. Everyone recorded their parts separately, of course. Then a 17-year-old self-taught video editor who met Curry on Facebook edited the clip together. The track is on Curry's new album, Boulevards of Splendor, out now. In Hollywood, I'm David Daniels.
4: It's Three Till, an Alabama man's hoping to raise awareness about what happened to George Floyd by walking 1,000 miles from Huntsville to the site of Floyd's death in Minneapolis. Correspondent Jordan Daphnis spoke with him as the journey was getting underway.
15: Terry Willis is a father, a business owner. He's stepping out, hoping for change.
2: A lot of people are just fed up because they're like, all right, enough is enough. You just murdered this man in front of the world on camera. That can't happen. We can't let that go. And that's why I am marching a thousand miles for change, justice, equality.
16: He knows it won't be
15: easy. No matter how long it takes, he says he will finish what he's starting.
2: I get fatigued. I know how to drink water. I know how to stop and rest. There's no time. I'm not rushing this. I'm doing this for me and everybody else in my way and this is my way, I will take my time and I will make it there.
16: As Willis moves along
15: his journey, the life he wants for his seven-year-old son will be a driving force to keep him moving.
2: The history that I'm gonna make today is definitely for him. I want him to be able to live, to grow up and not have to deal with any of this.
16: The end result he hopes to see isn't complicated.
2: It's so funny and it's so simple. I just would really love for us, African-Americans, they call us black people, whatever, colored just for us to be seen as equals. That's it. And that's it for America in the Morning this Wednesday,
4: June 3rd, 2020. Our show produced by Tom DeLac, senior producer Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout, Westwood One News.
8: This is fun. I didn't think I like kayaking.
6: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But uh, I think it's time to head back in.
17: Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Tomorrow?
6: <laughs> Let's
5: check with mom. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat.
8: It's a kayak, Dad.
5: <laughs> I'm gonna return the kayak. Just make sure you have everything.
18: Yep. Can we walk home?
6: How about a taxi? 233 North Maple, please.
18: It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking. Plus, much more. It's all right in your naturehood.
10: Best day ever.
18: A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service.
4: The news you want to know. Attorney General.
19: He lied to Congress. Chicken bar should have shown up today. You slandered this man. Circus political stunt.
8: KPEL-FM,
20: Brobridge, Lafayette. <laughs> There were fewer looters among the protesters. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. They are out in California on a night when there weren't as many reports of damage and looting across the country, though there was some in New York. A Dunkin' Donuts was set on fire in Brockton, Massachusetts. In Portland, Oregon,
13: in just the last couple of hours, officers forced to use tear gas as a crowd grows larger at the Portland Justice Center. Many rioters throwing projectiles at
20: police fox's todd pyro in st louis a 77 year old former police captain was shot and killed early yesterday guarding a jewelry store from looters a police officer was shot and killed in moody alabama last night responding to a motel disturbance in
10: minneapolis
20: where the protest started over george floyd's death his young daughter's mother spoke out roxy washington
10: i want justice for him because he was good
20: joe biden it's closing in on the Democratic presidential nomination. You know, we're a nation in pain. We must let, let our pain destroy us. He won more primaries on Tuesday. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live.
18: Dave Deform Vice President and President Trump swept primaries in Maryland, Montana, Pennsylvania, New Mexico, Indiana, Rhode Island, South Dakota, and Washington, D.C. Biden now needs fewer than 100 more delegates to officially capture the nomination. In Iowa, GOP Congressman Steve King lost to primary challenger, State Senator Randy Feenstra. King thanked supporters last night in an online video.
21: The effort to refurbish the pillars of American exceptionalism must go on. And I pick that up again tomorrow morning when the sun comes out.
18: King was on the outs with Republicans about comments uh, about white supremacy and had been stripped of committee assignments. Dave.
20: Rachel, President Trump tweeted last night they will look for a new place to host the Republican convention in August, moving out of North Carolina over coronavirus restrictions. America's listening to Fox News.
22: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently and other money managers don't understand why
20: quieter night in New York City came hours after Governor Andrew Cuomo said the mayor and the NYPD didn't do their jobs the night before stopping all the looting. I believe the mayor underestimates the scope of the problem. Mayor Bill de Blasio opposes using the National Guard.
23: When outside armed forces go into communities,
20: no good comes of it. And the head of the police defends his force. I think is disgraceful, and he should be ashamed of himself.
24: Commissioner Dermot Shea fired back at Governor Cuomo for saying police didn't do their job catching looters. He told Fox's Neil Cavuto that Mayor Bill de Blasio, who the governor also harshly criticized, has backed the police, he says. Cuomo should do the same. What we need is probably less press conferences uh, by many people and more support. Shea says this is no time for politics and that everyone from community leaders to clergy should come together. Before innocent people are hurt, before unnecessary public property is destroyed. Colonel Scott, Fox News.
20: Many protesters have called the looters bad apples. Which is exactly what some thieves got when they stole iPhones. As protests turned to riots and looting, Apple stores that had just begun reopening during the coronavirus pandemic began closing up again. But looters took aim at the stores and plucked shelves of high-end accessories and iPhones. But thieves who made off with iPhones were met with a surprise. For one, there is proximity software that disables the device once taken from the store without paying. And when the iPhone gets booted up, a message. Quote, this device has been disabled and is being tracked local authorities will be alerted brett larson fox news on wall street stocks could rise again dow futures up more than 100 points the day after the dow's 267 point gain in overseas markets have also been moving higher this morning i'm dave anthony and this is fox news
25: your 24 7 news source on air online and with the cape hill news app now the headlines from the cape hill news center
15: Right now, 75 degrees here at Cape i I'm Bernard Lee with your news and information update. Tropical, a tropical storm, Cristobal, formed in the Bay of Campeche yesterday. It's expected to remain kind of stationary for the next few days. The system, though, is expected to eventually move north. State climatologist Barry Kimes says there's still so much uncertainty when it comes to what the track of this particular storm will end up being.
23: Everyone, I'd say, from about Galveston to the panhandle of Florida really needs to keep a close watch on this one. That's kind of where the code is currently taking the storm.
15: Now, the system started off as Tropical Storm Amanda in the Pacific, but it crossed over Central America and it weakened. Then it ended up in the Bay of Campeche and has been renamed with an Atlantic storm name. Now, Kimes says the current forecast calls for the storm to move about 200 miles south of Morgan City, Sunday morning, and then track northward.
23: It's conceivable we could be looking at a, a landfalling storm on the central Louisiana coast, probably late Sunday or into Monday. But again, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding the storm.
15: Time says the storm is a reminder that it's never too early to be prepared for hurricane season. We had a
23: Category 4 hurricane make landfall in Louisiana in the month of June, so anything is possible, and that was Hurricane Audrey back in 1957. So some storms still get pretty powerful, even this far out of the real, core of
15: the season. Well, as the nation reacts to the violent death of George Floyd, Governor John Bell Edwards says he appreciates the citizens of Louisiana for keeping protests civil and nonviolent. Edwards says Floyd's death was unnecessary and it describes what He saw on that video. Egregious.
26: It was very far below what's appropriate and acceptable. I don't think any reputable member of society or of law enforcement uh, would disagree with that assessment or find that his actions were acceptable.
15: Edwards, whose family has a background in law enforcement, says the procedure used to restrain Floyd is not approved in police training. It was bad enough
26: with respect to that officer. It's made worse by the fact that you had two or three other officers standing by who didn't intervene and correct the situation on the spot before it ever got got to the point uh, of Mr. Floyd's death.
15: Edwards says citizens in the state handled themselves appropriately in 2016, and he vows to work with protesters in the same manner now.
26: We're here to work with them going, going forward to try to make sure that everyone can exercise their First Amendment rights and give voice to their concerns, which are obviously sincere.
15: Well, President Trump has called on the National Guard in sufficient numbers to dominate the streets in the wake of lawlessness lawlessness, in several cities. Senator Bill Cassidy backing the president. He says Americans have the right to protest peacefully but not violently.
27: In most cases, we hope that it is reconciliation, working for justice, working for the end of brutality. But if there is the kind of looting and uh, buildings being set on fire, it takes a different response.
15: Now, the president has been criticized for using inflammatory language to describe the protest. But Cassidy says Trump's focus right now is on restoring order. We
27: have to recognize he's speaking in a specific circumstances. The president's strong suit is not to speak in that conciliatory way that would bring people together.
15: Now, the president came under fire for police when police were seen clearing A seemingly peaceful protest outside of the White House with tear gas to make room for a press conference. Cassidy says the president's statements were in response to protests that the senator says have been infiltrated by anti-government elements. As
27: long as there's criminal element and anarchist infiltrating, it's frankly going to be challenging. So I think rather than look to anyone, I think we need to look within ourselves and within our community.
15: The Louisiana legislature signing off on a $300 million grant program for small businesses funded with cash set aside to help local governments whose revenue was impacted by the shutdown. National Federation of Independent Business State Director Don Starn says with the 50% cap on occupancy still in effect for phase two, this is timely because businesses still need
18: help. Not being able to just open up, they are going to continue to have, uh, you know, revenue losses.
15: Now, if signed, the governor says the program would begin taking applications from businesses with fewer than 50 employees by July 1st. Now, eligible businesses could receive up to $15,000. Representative Gary Carter opposed the grant program, saying the Louisiana congressional delegation sent that money to Louisiana to aid local government. They
24: strongly urged us to use that money for our local governments to ensure they have the resources they need to be able to deploy and deal with the COVID
15: response. Now, the $300 for the grant program is being drawn from an $811 million fund for local governments. Representative Robbie Carter says Louisiana businesses have already received $7 billion in payroll protection program funds.
14: How are we going to divide $300 million when they got $7 billion the first time? We're going to get $0.06 cents on the dollar?
15: Now, Governor Edwards has indicated he's not a fan of using the local money for the program. It did not pass the legislature by a veto-proof majority, and of course, we'll keep you updated as to what happens. Political analyst Bernie Pinsenot believes Governor John Bell Edwards will veto legislation headed to his desk aimed at lowering auto insurance rates through lawsuit reform. Now, Pinsenot says GOP lawmakers scrambled to pass the bill in the last few minutes of the session, failing to make their case effectively. To the public.
28: Makes it pretty easy for the governor to veto it and tell the public that it's a bad bill because the Republicans have a hard time explaining something that they didn't explain to their own members when they voted on it.
15: Now Edward says he is concerned the legislation will not lower rates. Proponents disagree, claiming it would lower rates by at least ten percent. Now the legislation is a few votes shy of a supermajority needed to override a veto, and Pennsylvania says. Some of the lost support came from compromise changes that were made over the weekend.
28: Because I think they uh, thought that the bill had been weakened and the savings that were being promised were not there any longer.
15: Now, Pinsonant says tort reform supporters' inability to pass the legislation with veto-proof majorities may have doomed their effort, despite a mandate from voters to lower auto insurance rates.
28: Confusing in to the most important bill, That was supposed to be the entire session, the focus of it.
15: Tattoo enthusiasts can get inked again starting on Friday as part of phase two, but that experience will be a bit different.
29: It's been kind of a struggle because a lot of us didn't get any kind of assistance.
9: Glenn Morris is the owner of Platinum Innovations Tattoo Studio in Baton Rouge and says it was tough on shops, but they are happy to be back at business. Walk-ins, they'll be on hold for a while.
0: So
14: Everything is going to be strictly off appointments just so that we can keep the capacity of the shop down to artists and clients.
9: Morris says he's installed a sink for hand washing in his reception area.
14: We'll be checking temperatures when they walk
3: in the door.
9: And there will be provided face coverings.
3: Client and artists as we'll all
9: have math. I'm Kevin Barnhart.
15: The casino industry is responding to the Senate's decision not to confirm the reappointment of Ronnie Jones as chairman of the state's gaming control board. Casino Association of Louisiana Executive Director Wade Duty was surprised by the decision And says Louisiana benefited from Jones' time at the helm of that board. He
5: recognized that it's not just a regulatory function, but also to betterment of Louisiana to maximize the economic development side of it. He was constantly driving for continued investment, continued reinvestment in the state.
15: Now, the retired state police deputy superintendent has held that job since 2013. Now, duty says that Jones captured the respect of those within the state's gaming industry and beyond. He was
5: nominated by his peers as Regulator of the Year I think in 2018, so it's not just a respect that the industry has for him, but also one that's shared by his counterparts.
15: Duty says the timing is tough for having a void left by the absence of Jones, and he hopes to see the next chairman have an appreciation for the industry's role in the state and have a background in regulatory framework.
5: You don't want a pilot to learn on the job while he's flying the plane. So uh, you want somebody who can step in uh, with some experienced uh, regulatory structure behind them. So I think that's the first thing that anybody would look for.
15: Now, since the decision was made during executive session, there is no public record on why Jones was ousted. Authorities are hunting the killer of a black bear found south of Franklin. They're offering a $6,000 reward for information leading to an arrest.
19: The bear was found off of Hunting Road, and
15: Adam Ike, spokesperson
19: with the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, says the act will come with state and federal penalties.
14: They were taken off the endangered species list a few years back, but they are still protected
19: species here in Louisiana. He says there's no excuse to shoot a bear, and if you're heading into an area where black bears are known to live, no, it's unlikely they'll actually confront you, but if they do, have some
14: bear spray handy. Bear spray has proven to be a very effective, non-lethal measure of avoiding any kind of bear attack. I'm Matt Doyle. It's coming up on 614.
30: Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 87 degrees, an upper level low going to be working its way across the area, and that's going to be sparking widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms out there later on this afternoon. Could end up maybe with a strong storm or two. We'll be on the lookout for that as we get later on into the day. Wind's going to come from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour with your overnight lows dropping down into the lower 70s yet again. We're heating up as we go through the rest of the week. Rain chances going to be sticking with us as well. Scattered rain chances all the way through the rest of this week and getting into early parts of the weekend. Sunday and Monday could be seeing the impacts from Tropical Storm Cristobal, which continues to sit down in the Bay of Campeche. We may be seeing some tropical weather arriving here in Acadiana again by the end of the weekend. To be sure to stick with KTC for all the latest. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5, KPL.
15: 75 degrees here at KPL Weather, brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard with your FICO credit score, even if you're not a customer. You can learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply.
25: News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic.
15: Double checking what's happening in our traffic this morning. The only thing to report to you happened a while back, and that was a report of a stalled vehicle on Ambassador Caffrey between Settlers Trace and Cully Saloon Road. Again, a stalled vehicle on Ambassador between Settlers Trace and Cully Saloon Road. Make sure you buckle up.
0: This hour of Acadiana's Morning News is brought to you by Ladder Bloom, Louisiana's leading commercial real estate brokerage company. For more, call Ladder Bloom in Lafayette at 233-9541. Good morning. It is six nineteen, and a beautiful sunrise going on. Yeah, Bernie, you look nice. great in front of that backdrop.
15: Oh, thank you, sir. I'm gonna take you know. I am take, right, take picture. this picture. Okay, let's wait, see. You wait, gotta... hold on. Let me do this face.
0: Okay, let's see. Take the picture. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna post that up at uh, Facebook. Uh, oh, it looks great. It looks like you planned that. It looks right? like a Kmart, Olin Mills oh, photo yeah. shoot behind. Totally,
15: me. absolutely. Just so no one knows.
0: Hey, we're halfway through the week today.
15: Okay. Pretty cool. Ready? I'm like, yes. Yeah, okay. Ooh, I can't breathe. It still goes. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Thank you to the studio audience. It still,
0: you know, goes that yeah. the days are long, but the weeks are short.
15: It's okay. Odd, yeah. It is know? odd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, <laughs> hey. Um, it yes, seems sir. as if, um, law enforcement. Police forces, even some of the National Guard uh, troops that are out about, have found, um, have found a, a little bit of a, I guess, a process, a recipe mm-hmm. for success in dealing with these things, and um, you know, across the nation, all fifty states, in the last right. few days, there have been demonstrations, um, obviously kicked off by the death of George Floyd, but mm-hmm. you know, protesting and demonstrating against the larger topic, right. police brutality and Black Lives, et cetera. Um, last night in New Orleans, I-10 was blocked for a short time. Okay. You know how it ended? How'd that end? The police, off- the, the police force, I don't know who it was, sheriffs, deputies, whoever, the law enforcement officers that were there to they control there. everything. Mm-hmm. The people in the front said, kneel with us. They knelt down, stood back up, shook hands, hugged, and it dispersed. It seems as if acknowledgement...
15: Is yeah, all because that, that people want to be heard.
0: And, yes, you know? there, are, there are long-term solutions that are going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. There are conversations that are going to continue. It's not just going to be over. Yeah. But in this moment, it's acknowledgment that there's something wrong. You know they when it changed me. in Atlanta? The Atlanta police chief. Mm-hmm. I know and I want to change it, too. Mm-hmm. So we just have to work on it. And that was enough there. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, um, it remains to be seen You know, we are still having the situations, um, you know, where things do turn tense. And a lot of times it it takes one person to be violent. So then, of course, the police have to respond. And then it sparks a whole big thing. Um, I was talking to someone yesterday who said, you know, here's the here's the deal. It's not like there is any neutral group. Okay, a lot of what these folks are protesting again have to do with police brutality. But there are police officers kind of keeping things under control. And so I, you know, here's where you've seen the success where people come out and say, I'm here not to do anything to you. I'm here to make sure your rights are protected, that you safely do this. You know, um, Mm -hmm. yesterday in Austin where Austin has had their own fair of demonstrations. You had the police chief and about, I think it was 11 or 12 members of Austin police Mm -hmm. come out and just talk to people and shake hands. And you see, everyone is laughing and just, you know, it, enjoying being with each other and maybe, I don't know, maybe thankful that we've come to this point, you know, because you know, because that community does feel like a blind eye has been turned on the be issue seen
15: and heard. And when a man is murdered in the streets, you need to be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, and, and what happened is divisiveness split people and we stopped having the hard conversations. Everybody got scared because it wasn't politically correct to say what was on your mind. But you know what? Sometimes when you say what's on your mind, the other person gets where you're coming from and they're like, hey, this is my experience. And the other person says, oh, this is my experience. That's how you learn. We quit having the discussions. So we got to listen. We got to recognize. And we can't let people be murdered in the streets of America.
0: I also think we've gotten beyond the fact of this group is saying every police officer is bad. Right. I think the law enforcement community, by and large, understands oh, absolutely. that that's not what the group is saying. Right. You now, know?
15: the crazy people, the very small, what, the 1% of the nutballs yeah. who are in there just to do harm are trying to pass that bogus information. And they've
0: hijacked the movement. Yeah. And you know what? The movement has realized that now. hmm You know? And, you know, of course, everyone's mad. You know, tensions are high. Tempers flare. Um, But until you have the people like the family of George Floyd, as we talked about yesterday, like Mm -hmm. President Obama, like President Bush, um, in the last couple of days that have come out to say, we hear you, Mm -hmm. you know, and now we can now we can handle this. Now, as I've had to say so many times, I feel like in the last three weeks, everything that you may anticipate to be groundbreaking, shocking, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, it's like what what is the last time something has led up to the hype? You know, that has actually, the buildup and everything actually pays off. No, it's a long-term situation. Yep. And there will be a lot of undoing of feelings, whether it's racist feelings, whether, I mean, all of it. It's a long-term conversation that you're not going to be able to switch the, the light switch on. But I think that the group that's actually trying to make change is realizing that the violence, the rioting, It's not doing anything, but Mm -hmm. so more division because, you know, whenever you're doing this, you can't talk.
15: Well, when people are getting killed in the streets, because now, you know, that off-duty security guy, he was a former police officer, 76. Mm -hmm. He got killed. Mm -hmm. He was trying to protect a jewelry store. He was on a a security detail. You know, those people that are doing stuff like that, um, you know, the good will overcome the bad. And we just have to keep focused on the good, which is in America. That's why the First Amendment is number one. It's a lot, yeah. You know, we have the yeah. right to say whatever in the hell we want to say and to peacefully assemble.
12: Mm-hmm.
15: Um, and, and like you said, you know, police officers are just trying to make that happen. And they have to deal with the 1% of people who want to be idiots.
0: We have coverage on all this at kpl 965com You can find it, of course, on the KPL News app as well. Um, as we get information in, we get it out to you as fast as we can in that KPL News app. With alerts right there in the palm of your hand. Uh, make sure you download that. It's available in the App Store and Google Play. A big show for you today. Winging it a Wednesday, Joe Cunningham will be joining us. He wrote um, a very encompassing piece on his personal blog just about everything that's going on in the country right now. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, to look beyond politics, to look beyond all of it and realize that we're all just people. Yeah. and um, And he has some really good takes. So we're going to talk to him coming up. Uh, during a Wing and a Wednesday, of course, take your phone calls as well. All right, 626 now at News Talk 96.5 KPOW. We're back with more Acadiana's morning news after this.
25: Get breaking news first and exclusive content now. Download the free KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google. Play-
0: It is 629, and burn. we have something big to announce. Where's my bell? Uh, where's oh. my bell? There it is. Okay. wow. Hey, that was a reach-around blind ringing of the bell. Okay. Because it was behind my monitor.
15: Okay. Hey, um. Good job there.
0: You know, we love to go with you wherever you are. Yes. Okay, and, you know, years and years ago, KPEL was one of the first to start streaming the radio station. Yes. On our website. You can listen the wherever. The
15: first national show that we were allowed to stream was Hannity. Interesting little Mm -hmm. tidbit Mm -hmm. because remember,
0: before it was very touchy. Could you stream it? Yeah, who had the rights?
15: Did they want to charge us? Whatever, yes, Uh
8: okay.
0: You can still listen to Hannity, by the way, here in the market. Mm -hmm. Talk radio 960 a.m. Um, then we have the app, okay. And then a couple years ago, we Mm -hmm. started, you can take Mm -hmm. the app everywhere you go, all right. But still, you had to be listening between six and nine to hear us, to hear Robin Bernie, okay. You had to be listening 9 to 11 to hear Moon. Yes. So now, on the KPL app and the place where you get your podcast, whether yeah. it's Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, all of these, okay? Uh-huh. Blueberry, all of them.
15: Blueberry, the all the forums, and there's too many, but anyway. You can now listen to
0: <laughs> every hour of every KPL live show. Robin Bernie here on Acadiana's Morning News, Moon Griffon Show, The Ross Report, and Offsides. You can listen to every hour on demand. So. If there's something you're like, oh, my gosh, I was in the car last Tuesday and I've been thinking about it. I want to share it. Yeah, You download, you go to the podcast. Yeah. You click on the date. Mm -hmm. It has the date and the hour. Click on that and you can hear the whole thing. Now, as I've said, don't call Bernie fake news because her newscast will be whatever was happening, happening that that day. day. Right. I just want to reiterate that because I think sometimes people press it and then hear the weather and they're like, ah, y'all said it was going (sighs) to rain today. So it's it's the whole hour. Right. It's everything you heard on the air, on the podcast. You can find more out about this at kpal965.com, right there and at the top of the page.
15: Kudos to you for working for that. For I like pushed.
0: I kicked and many screamed. millions
15: of years. There are
0: hallways in this building where you can <laughs> see my fingernail marks because I was being dragged out of a room. Uh,
15: Anyways,
0: you can find out more about that at kpal965.com. More to okay. come, including Bernie's headlines. I got the news. Just ahead, right here on news Talk 96.5 six five
25: this is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through, and people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232-1542. That's
31: 232-1542. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org caregiving.
14: Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
25: It's the bottom of the hour. Now, the top stories from CapeHill965.com.
15: Cape Hill news time. Coming up now on 633. Right now, 75 degrees here at the Cape Hill studios. I'm Bernadette Dadley with your news and information update. Joe Biden closing in on the Democratic presidential nomination.
18: The former vice president and president Trump swept primaries in Maryland, Montana, Pennsylvania, New Mexico, Indiana, Rhode Island, South Dakota and Washington, D.C. Biden now needs fewer than 100 delegates to officially capture the nomination. In Iowa, GOP Congressman Steve King lost a primary challenger State Senator Randy Feenstra. King thanked supporters last night in an online video.
21: The effort to refurbish the pillars of American exceptionalism must go on. And I pick that up again tomorrow morning when the sun comes up.
18: King was on the outs with Republicans after comments about white supremacy and had been stripped of committee assignments. Rachel Sutherland. Fox
15: News. A lawsuit says Google is watching what we're doing. Google is being accused of illegally invading the privacy of millions of
10: users by tracking them even when their browsers are in private mode, which it calls incognito. A class action lawsuit accuses Google of secretly collecting information about what people see online and where they browse. It seeks at least $5,000 in damages per user. The complaint was filed in federal court in California. Google's says it'll defend itself vigorously against the claims, telling Reuters, as we clearly state each time you open a new incognito tab, websites might be able to collect information about your browsing activity. Ginny Kosola,
15: Fox News. The Pope condemning racism and street violence in his comments about the unrest here in the U.S.
17: Pope Francis calling the unrest in the U.S. disturbing, saying he's been watching with great concern. In his weekly audience, the Pope saying we cannot tolerate or turn a blind eye to racism and exclusion in any form. He also criticised how some of the protests have played out, saying the violence of recent nights is self-destructive and self-defeating. The Pope adding that he's praying for George Floyd, the man who died in police custody in Minneapolis, and he urged Americans to pray for national reconciliation. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News.
15: As racial tensions grip the country over the death of George Floyd, voters in Ferguson, Missouri make history.
18: Residents of Ferguson, Missouri elected their first black mayor yesterday. Not only is Ella Jones the first African-American to win that office, she's also the first woman. She spoke about that in a video posted online by St. Louis Public Radio. That
15: means I got work to do, That's right. That's right. because when you're an African-American woman, they
10: require more of you than they require of my
18: jones's victory comes nearly six years after ferguson erupted into protest when a white police officer fatally shot michael brown a black teenager carmen roberts fox news tropical storm cristobal forming in the gulf
9: state climatologist barry kimes says the steering currents on the storm are weak really just meander around the Bay of Campeche for about the next three days. But the system is expected to eventually start tracking northward toward the north-central Gulf Coast. It's conceivable we could be looking at a a landfalling storm on the central
23: Louisiana coast probably late Sunday or into Monday.
9: Kime says everyone from Galveston, Texas to the Florida Panhandle should have their eyes on this storm. There's a lot of uncertainty regarding its track and its further intensity. I'm Kevin Barnhart.
15: In other headlines today, the legislature signing off on a $300 million grant program for small businesses funded with cash set aside to help local governments whose revenue was impacted by the shutdown. National Federation of Independent Business State Director Don Starn says that with the 50% cap on occupancy still in effect for phase two, this is timely help that's needed for businesses. Not being
18: able to just open up. They are going to continue to have, uh, you know, revenue losses.
15: Now, Governor Edwards has indicated he's not a fan of using local money for this program. It didn't pass the legislature by a veto-proof majority, so we will keep you posted. A political analyst expects that Governor John Bell Edwards will veto the session's signature bill aimed at lowering auto insurance rates through tort reform bernie
19: pinson says edwards has questioned whether the bill would actually lower auto insurance rates and was gifted a win when lawmakers were caught scrambling to pass a compromise in the last minutes of the session
28: it was one of the weirdest experiences i've ever seen at the capitol
19: pinson says that led to many lawmakers not actually knowing what they were voting on
28: nancy pelosi told the republicans when she passed obamacare bill you don't need to read it you can read it after we
19: pass it It was pretty similar. The legislation did not pass with a veto-proof majority. I'm Matt Doyle.
15: It's coming up now on 638, and our news update being brought to you by Bob Evans Sides. Now, the Bob Evans' family of farms and products wants to remind people to drive sensibly. A lot of people might be getting behind the wheel a bit more now. Drive smart and drive safely. And you can drive to your local grocery store for Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese.
30: Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 87 degrees. An upper-level low going to be working its way across the area, and that's going to be sparking widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms out there later on this afternoon. Could end up maybe with a strong storm or two. We'll be on the lookout for that as we get later on into the day. Wind's going to come from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour with your overnight lows dropping down into the lower 70s yet again. We're heating up as we go through the rest of the week. Rain chances going to be sticking with us as well. Scattered rain chances all the way through the rest of this week and getting into early parts of the weekend. Sunday and Monday could be seeing the impacts from Tropical Storm Cristobal, which continues to sit down in the Bay of Campeche. We may be seeing some tropical weather arriving here in Acadiana again by the end of the weekend. Be sure to stick with KTC for all the latest. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News
25: Talk 96.5 KPL.
15: 75 degrees here at k weather brought to you by Broussard Poche, certified public accountants.
25: News Talk 96.5 k right now traffic.
15: And we have a report of uh, some road debris in Scott, Apollo Road at DeLome Avenue. That's Apollo Road at DeLome Avenue in Scott. Make sure you're buckling up at-
0: So it's like we went from one legislative session straight into another one as we had a shortened regular session because of COVID-19. Yet there are a ton of really big bills Mm -hmm. on our website right now. Uh, One of those that hasn't been talked about as much or one of those sort of topics is Mm -hmm. some of the gun legislation. Yeah, Um, that's been a part of it. Uh, We're joined by Blake Miguez, though. Now. Good morning to you, sir.
29: Good morning. How you guys are doing? Yeah, we we had a break for about one minute. I got to take a sip (laughs) out of my water before we stopped one session and started next on Monday.
0: Yeah. Gee whiz, So I do want to talk to you about those gun bills. You have been um, a big proponent of the Second Amendment and expanding slash protecting those uh, Second Amendment protections here in our state. But I'm telling you, Blake, today what people are talking about has to do with the tort reform bill. Tell us how we ended up where we are um, or does he,
15: anybody even really understand how we ended up where we are?
29: Well, uh, well, first of all, to, to hit real quick on the pro gun issue, yeah. we uh, we we passed four great pro gun bills that expand Second Amendment rights for Louisiana citizens, and this is the first time in five years that Governor Edwards will have pro gun bills on his desk, and we get to test and see if he's actually a pro gun governor. Uh, we hope that he signs those bills, but in the past, um, with some of his friends in the Senate leadership that are no longer there, um, he's never had to actually make a decision on the program bill. So they, the Second Amendment community is very excited to have all four of their bills make it through the process and on his desk. And for all the listeners out there, I encourage you to reach out to the governor's office, let him know how important the Second Amendment is to you, and ask him to sign the four program bills that are on his desk. So the second thing you guys brought up is tort reform. Well, tort reform has been um, the biggest issue for many of the members in the Capitol, I would say a supermajority of those, specifically the Republican delegation, we have gone on a mission to lower auto insurance rates and to change Louisiana's legal climate um, to improve our business community, business climate, and our economy going forward. Um, it went a little bit. It was a little bit surprising how it went the last day of session on tort reform. Uh, at the end of the day a tort reform bill was passed with about 15 minutes left of the legislative session right but um my understanding of the bill how i read it is it still has some problematic uh, points to it okay um but i I, i'll tell you this rest assured that the republican delegation is still very much on a mission to pass tort reform and lower auto insurance rates it is a process we do have a special session coming where if the bill is not in perfect posture, it can be fixed either through a separate piece of legislation or if the governor, as expected, if he vetoes this bill, then more bills can be passed because it is in the legislative call. I think it's item number 40 in the legislative call. There's 41 items. Item number 40 includes everything that's in the omnibus bill. So it's a process. Um, you know, it's like making sausage over there, the political process. It takes time. A lot of negotiations going on, mm. but I feel confident at the end of the day that the legislature will put multiple instruments on the governor's desk that put that lower auto insurance rates, and they'll have a lot of different options to choose from, and uh, it'll be his prerogative whether he signs those or not, and there's still the opportunity that there could be a veto override at some point. So I hope the governor does the right thing and, and it decides that he wants to put the citizens of Louisiana first and lower our auto insurance rates here, because we have the second highest auto insurance rates in the country, and that's just unacceptable.
15: Yeah, so there were so many changes to everything that went on, and like you said, fifteen minutes left in the session, nobody could really read the reports of the conference committees, could they?
29: Yeah, it was very difficult. I think I, I, we had a roughly three to five minutes to actually yeah, read it. Yeah, it was crazy, I it, and I was not, I was not satisfied what was in the bill, and I actually, I did not support the last conference committee report because um, the problematic point in the bill would actually have lead to a do the opposite of what we intended to do with the original bill that received yeah. an overwhelming supermajority vote in both chambers. So we saw some issues there. Obviously um the votes that it didn't get a supermajority vote in the House on its on adoption adopting the conference committee report a lot to do with how it was jammed at the last minute and some of the, uh, the problematic points in the bill. The rest is short. Torn reform is supported by a supermajority of the legislature. It's just a matter of getting the bill into the proper posture at the end of the day. And there's still a lot of discussion to be had. Um, and we're, we're waiting to see what the governor's going to do. If the governor signs this bill, then the legislature can come with a quick fix bill. I call it a patchwork bill. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a, I think you'll have a great um, reform package at the end of the day. If he decides to veto this bill, I think the legislature will come with multiple um, reform bills that look similar to this one with different um, different options in it that still lower auto insurance rates. They'll still accomplish the goals for Louisiana citizens. And like I said, we're going to work hard and we're devoted and uh, we're not giving up. It's part of a process and we're going to continue working the process till we get the results that we want for the citizens of Louisiana.
0: So Blake, I know you have to see and have to hear some of the criticism about this because it seems like You know, in reading some of the comments that people have made, it's like we're playing a game. If you have the supermajority anyway, why couldn't you have just passed what you wanted, let the governor veto it, and then you can override that veto? Why get into this meeting? I mean, some of the reports we were hearing yesterday, I mean, had to do with Gordon McKernan in the office with the governor talking and working these things out. It's sort of like, what's the point of even letting that happen if you can override the veto anyway.
29: I completely agree. So, so let me, let me explain some of that. So the author of the bill had its prerogative. It was his bill decided to operate with the, operate and try to negotiate with the governor in good faith. I support the, the effort to have a discussion with the opponents on the other side, to see if you can come to some type of compromise that the governor could sign and you wouldn't have to go down that path. Mm -hmm. I think you should always try that in the legislative process. Well, it was my understanding negotiations were gone well days prior and they broke down at the very end but at some point you're right you have to make a decision negotiations are done with we're gonna so you got two options one the governor signs agrees to sign a bill that both sides can can agree on it may not be the full bill that you want but it still does what you what we intend to do in low order mm-hmm. insurance mm-hmm. that did happen but when that doesn't happen in my opinion you have to say, well, we're to pa- if you can't agree to this bill, then we're gonna pass the bill that we want that we know lowers auto insurance rates. And we'll pass it with a supermajority vote and we'll try the veto override and we'll work that the, the best we can. And, and the blame will be on you, Governor, if you don't sign it, because the legislature will do its job and will make its attempt to veto override. And I think, it's, I think the veto override may not be a sure bet, but it definitely, with a supermajority vote from both chambers, it would definitely threaten the governor. He'd have to work overtime to try to convince people to flip their vote, which is very difficult on an issue that this, this big for Louisiana. But I totally agree. If you have the votes, vote it with a supermajority, pass it, and just veto override the governor. I can tell you that I have no fear in overriding the governor. I have no fear in voting for a good tart reform bill. I want to lower auto insurance rates for the people of Louisiana, and that's what I was elected to do. And that's what I and I and I'm gonna do whatever is necessary. If I have to vote on five tort reform bills and send five of them to death and veto override, make five veto override votes, I'll do that. Um, but I want to make sure it's a good tort reform bill. I can in good conscience support a tort reform bill that doesn't actually lower auto insurance rates, that's jammed at the last minute, that has problems. But I'm here to fix that bill, and I want to see a good package go through.
0: You know, we talked to Jim Donnelly yesterday, the commissioner of insurance here in the state. And he cleared up something that I think is a huge misconception. And it's been used to make the argument for why our premiums are so much more expensive in the state. And people often talk to uninsured motorists. Yesterday on our show, he said uninsured motorist rates is the same in Louisiana as it is in most of the other states. So that's not where it comes in. What else can you fix with it, Blake? I mean, I know we, we've been talking about these, you know, uh, the minimums. You know, that, you know, the threshold, the jury threshold, and everything else. But are there more elements in there that the average person doesn't well, know about?
29: Well, there's, there's, it's an anonymous bill. So there's, there's multiple elements. You know, there's a jury trial threshold. There's um, direct action. There's collateral source. There's a seatbelt gag rule, which means you can't allow evidence that whether you're wearing a seatbelt or not when you got in the accident, whether you have contributory negligence. So there's a number of other things. So it's an anonymous bill that has six or seven important points. And that's what was being negotiated. So you can't just focus on one aspect of the bill. But we know for sure that Louisiana has the second highest auto insurance rates in the country. And a lot of those have to do with uh, a number, a handful of trial attorneys across the state, with billboard trial attorneys, who make their money on churning a large amount of cases. They're basically um, call centers and settlement firms. And we're not talking about – the issue is not the big lawsuit that for millions of dollars because those don't happen that often. It's those small lawsuits that happen repetitively thousands and thousands of times over. And when you multiply that, we all have to end up paying that for those losses on the insurance runs because it gets spread out to all the other people that have auto insurance in this state, and that's how our rates go up. Well, the experts in the industry weighed in, and they figured out there was a, about six or seven things that could be done that put us in line with other states that would lower our auto insurance rates. And that's what the the Talbot 418 reform bill, those are the elements that were contained. So we know how to fix it. Um, It's just a matter of getting it into the proper posture where the right amount of people could support it to put it through the process. And I um, I hope that in the new bills, I hope the governor continues to have discussions with the lawmakers. But I can tell you this, I think all the lawmakers learned their lesson. There's there's a time for negotiation, and there's a time to get down and just vote for the bill that the people want you to vote on. And you don't wait until the last 30 minutes of session to do that. I don't think that'll happen again. I think that in the future, either the governor's going to agree or they're going to agree to disagree, and we'll send a bill, multiple interests hopefully clear his desk, and he'll have to deal with the veto override threat that'll come in the days following.
0: All right. Amazing. But All right. you guys, uh, thank you so much yes, for sir. your time today. I love your optimism. Yeah, so um, I definitely see, not maybe not with this issue, but that tactic of getting something in the last few minutes of the session has been used before and will probably be used again. So but yeah, let's just we hope should, for the well, best. Well,
15: we should know better. I hope we can eliminate
29: that out of the, the process. Yeah. But guys, remember, there's more than tarp reform. We've got a special session coming up with a number of things that could spur Louisiana's economy put Louisiana back on its feet after this COVID-19 pandemic that we just got back done fighting, as well as there's a number of issues in the legislative session that we've done to start jumpstarting Louisiana's economy. I'd be happy to come on the show later to talk about those things. Yeah. So keep your optimism up. We'll continue to work very hard in the legislature for the people of Louisiana, and we plan to get some things done this term. So we, we, we'd enjoy it. We hope that you all keep us in your thoughts and prayers. I can tell you from a personal aspect. I'm going to work every day to make sure that Louisiana is a better place for our future. And thank you so much for having me on the show.
15: Thank you, Mr. Miguez. We appreciate your time. We will pray for y'all, all of y'all. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All
0: right, 6.53 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. We'll get this interview up onto our website, yep. KPAL965.com. I know there are a ton of questions. You know, Of course, as people are looking at their car insurance rates, you even have the companies who are giving the, the, discounts. the discounts right mm-hmm. now. Um, so we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on all this stuff. You can get the latest at KPAL965.com and the KPL News app.
15: Bring your umbrella with you today. 60% of us going to have to deal with some shower activity today. 87 for our afternoon <laughs> high, so it's going to feel humid and wet weather and high at 87. But it's okay. we got a smile on our
16: face. As the protests took place across the United States, millions were watching the events unfold on Facebook Live. But the footage was from 2018. Your Wednesday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by Save. Designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Go to simplysavekim.com and get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. The Wall Street Journal reports that a live Facebook video supposedly showing footage of police officers kneeling on the back of a black man's head wasn't live at all. It was taken at an arrest two years ago. The fake live video had 1.6 million views and who knows how many shares. In fact, live protest streams from pages run out of Pakistan and Botswana got as many as 20 million views before Facebook stepped in and finally took them down. Facebook has failed miserably for years to monitor live posts, so it's up to you. In today's charged environment, it's more important than ever to check your sources before reacting or sharing. I'm Kim Commando. In today's digital world, identity protection is an absolute necessity. There's a big identity protection company out there, but did you know there's a better one? I switched to Identity Guard, and here's why. First, their security is top-notch. Identity Guard has been around for almost 25 years and has helped protect nearly 50 million people, and never once have they been breached. That's powerful security. Second, they protect you with some of the fastest alerts in the industry. You'll receive credit-related alerts in near real time. In fact, Identity Guard is the only provider that integrates directly with all three credit bureaus. And why does speed matter? Because the sooner you're alerted that someone is using your identity, the sooner you can stop it. And third, they're offering an incredible deal. Get up to 33% off with plans starting at less than $7 a month at identityguard.com Kim. That's identityguard.com Kim, identityguard.com slash Kim.
0: The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net day after delivering a Rose Garden speech, President Trump strode, that's walked, for
21: those of you in Rio Linda, to the historic St. John's Church, which had been vandalized and set afire by rioters the night before. Outside the White House, police had just confronted protesters reportedly firing tear gas. They didn't. They used smoke canisters and flashbangs to secure the area. Failed Democrat presidential candidate Kamala Harris decided to mount her Twitter soapbox. She attacked Trump, claiming that he tear-gassed he didn't peaceful protesters in order to get a photo op now senator harris a former prosecutor she should be able to comprehend how vital it is to secure the white house and its surroundings in an unstable situation there's no low too low for democrats though because of their insane hatred of president trump but there's another reason for her stupid allegation her real reason isn't hard to figure out kamala harris wants attention She's in a crowded field of high-profile Democrat women angling to get Biden's nod as his VP running mate. She's trying to overcome her dumb strategy during the first Democrat debate when she blindsided plugs by accusing him of racism. Now, make no mistake, Kamala Harris, who let innocent men languish in jail to further her own political ambitions, could make the perfect VP choice for Joe Biden. She obviously has as little integrity as he does. So it ought to be fairly easy. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. And the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own, you could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft. But let me tell you, LifeLock... Has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH.
20: That's it. LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH. She wants justice. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what the mother of George Floyd's daughter is calling for in Minneapolis.
21: No matter what, anybody thinks he
10: was good. And this is the proof that he was a good man.
20: Roxy Washington standing next to the six-year-old girl she says was robbed of her father. The protests over his death raged again across the country, but there were fewer reports of damage and looting.
18: Some protesters did continue to defy New York City's 8 p.m. curfew, and some of them were arrested. Looting did continue again in parts of Manhattan, though nothing like what we witnessed the last two nights.
20: That's Fox's Aisha Hosney in Ferguson, Missouri. A black mayor was elected for the first time, Ella Jones, years after riots there over a deadly police shooting. Joe Biden is moving closer to the Democratic presidential nomination, winning primaries in seven states in Washington, D.C. in Iowa.
10: Republican Congressman Stephen King lost his primary to State Senator Randy Feenstra the controversial king under fire for publicly questioning why white supremacy may be considered bad.
20: Fox's Jill Nato, the chairwoman of the Republican Party, tweeted she's glad King lost And a Trump tweet a short time ago congratulated Feenstra, adding he'll be a great congressman. In two hours, Senate Republicans will have a hearing trying to get more answers on what the president's long called a witch hunt. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live.
18: Day, former Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who appointed Special Counsel Robert Mueller, will go before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Watch for pointed questions about Operation Crossfire Hurricane, the investigation into the Trump campaign and Russia. GOP Senator Ted Cruz told Fox News.
12: Rod Rosenstein bears a lot of responsibility for being there, being complicit in this wrongful targeting.
18: Republicans on the Judiciary and Homeland Security Committees are expected to vote tomorrow on broad subpoena power for testimony from former Obama Biden- administration
20: officials day america's
12: listening to fox news
22: at fisher investments we do things differently and other money managers don't understand why
12: because our way works great for us
22: but it may not work for your clients
12: It's estimated that the
20: damage and looting done the past several days affected thousands of businesses.
10: Business owners coast to coast tell Fox News they're scared. Small businesses account for 44% of U.S. economic activity. Economists predict COVID-19 closures, coupled with more lost revenue and inventory during the riots, will cost billions of dollars.
20: Fox's Jillian Turner, even before all the unrest during the coronavirus uncertainty, there was a surge in gun sales last month.
24: Americans bought more than 1.7 million guns in May, according to stats compiled by Small Arms Analytics and Forecasting. It could have been many more fbi numbers show more than three million background checks were processed this came during a pandemic when many states shut down gun stores, deeming them not to be essential services. So far in 2020, 15 million background checks have been done. Small Arms Analytics projects that forward to exceed a record 28 million this year. The firm says the number of checks can be a fairly reliable indicator of the number of guns sold in the U.S. each year. Gerdon Scott, Fox News.
20: The third tropical storm of the season is raining down on parts of the Mexican coast and it could get stronger as it moves north to- toward the Gulf Coast in the next couple of days.
21: Tropical storm Cristobal is off the coast of southeastern Mexico for now. Its predicted path is northward, and that might include Louisiana, but it is too soon to pinpoint its exact path, says Dennis Feltgen at the National Hurricane Center.
23: So interest in those areas, all they need to do right now is monitor the progress of the system
14: through the week, and make sure they have their hurricane plan in place.
21: That would entail gathering food, water, medication, and supplies, and have an idea of where to evacuate or how to shelter. In Broward County, Florida, Evan Brown, Fox
20: News. On Wall Street, Dow futures up nearly 200 points. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News.
0: Get the latest headlines online anytime with the KPEL News app. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play. KPEL FM, BroBridge, Bridge, Lafayette.
25: Your 24 7 news source on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center.
15: Right now, 75 degrees here at KPEL. I'm Dantley with your news and information update. George Floyd protests stopped traffic in both directions last night for two plus hours on I-10 near the Superdome in New Orleans. There were no arrests and police on the scene took a knee in solidarity against the brutality. Governor John Bell Edwards is one of many Americans who is upset over the death of floyd
26: egregious it was very far below what's appropriate and acceptable i don't think any reputable member of society or of law enforcement uh, would disagree with that assessment or find that his actions were acceptable
15: edwards whose family has a background in law enforcement says the procedure used to restrain floyd is not approved in police training. It was bad enough
26: with respect to that officer. It's made worse by the fact that you had two or three other officers standing by who didn't intervene and correct the situation on the spot before it ever got to the point of Mr. Floyd's
15: death. It is uncertain exactly where Tropical Storm Cristobal will go, but Louisiana needs to pay attention.
9: State climatologist Barry Kime says the steering currents on the storm are weak. It's expected to really just meander around the Bay of Campeche for about the next three days. But the system is expected to eventually start tracking northward toward the north-central Gulf Coast. It's conceivable we could be looking at a, a landfalling storm on the central Louisiana coast
23: probably late Sunday or into Monday.
9: Kime says everyone from Galveston, Texas to the Florida Panhandle should have their eyes on this storm there's a lot of uncertainty regarding its track and its further intensity i'm kevin barnhart
15: the president of lafayette's local police union is the subject of an internal affairs investigation regarding statements he made about a pending piece of legislation david stanley was informed last month about that investigation the louisiana department of wildlife and fisheries trying to figure out who killed a black bear that was found in a ditch south of franklin they're offering a $6,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. The
19: bear was found off of Hunting Road, and Adam Ike, spokesperson with the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, says the act will come with state and federal penalties.
14: They were taken off the endangered species list uh, a few years back, but they are still protected species here in Louisiana. He says there's no
19: excuse to shoot a bear, and if you're heading into an area where black bears are known to live, no, it's unlikely they'll actually confront you, but if they do, have some bear spray handy.
14: Bear spray has proven to be a very effective, non-lethal measure of avoiding any kind of bear attack. I'm Matt Doyle.
15: With so many people out of work in Acadiana, local organizations are working to try to get people back to work. Lita is offering some tips on virtual job interviews. It'll come in the form of a Zoom seminar that's going to happen on Friday. But you do need to register for this if you're interested because a lot of people are getting interviews but they're virtual interviews. You can find out more at the KPL website. The legislature has signed off on a $300 million grant program for small businesses funded with cash set aside to help local governments whose revenue was impacted by the shutdown. National Federation of Independent Business State Director Don Starn says with the 50% cap on occupancy still in effect for all of Phase 2, this bill is pretty timely.
18: Not being able to just open up, they are going to continue to have, uh, you know, revenue losses.
15: Now, tattoo parlors, they're going to be able to get rolling once again, but it's all going to be a little bit of a different experience. It's been
29: kind of a struggle because of a lot of us didn't get any kind of assistance.
9: Glenn Morris is the owner of Platinum Innovations Tattoo Studio in Baton Rouge and says it was tough on shops, but they are happy to be back at business. Walk-ins, they'll be on hold for a while.
14: So everything's going to be strictly off appointment just so that we can keep the capacity of the shop down to artists and clients.
9: Morris says he's installed a sink for hand washing in his reception area. We'll be checking temperatures when they walk in the door. And there will be provided face coverings. Clients and artists will all have masks. I'm Kevin Barnhart.
15: It's coming up now on 710, our news update brought to you by Bob Evans Dinner Sides. Their family of products wants to remind you to drive sensibly as you get behind the wheel a bit, maybe now more. Drive smart, drive safely. And when you're ready to shop, go to your local grocery store for Bob Evans Mashed Potatoes and Mac and Cheese
30: mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 87 degrees. An upper level low going to be working its way across the area and that's going to be sparking widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms out there later on this afternoon. Could end up maybe with a strong storm or two. We'll be on the lookout for that as we get later on into the day. Wind's going to come from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour with your overnight lows dropping down into the lower 70s yet again. We're heating up as we go through the rest of the week. Rain chances going to be sticking with us as well. Scattered rain chances all the way through the rest of this week and getting into early parts of the weekend. Sunday and Monday could be seeing the impacts from Tropical Storm Cristobal, which continues to sit down in the Bay of Campeche. We may be seeing some tropical weather arriving here in Acadiana again by the end of the weekend. Be sure to stick with KTC for all the latest. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL.
15: Right now, 75 degrees here at KPL Studios and And all right, our weather update brought to you by my friends over at Ross Tower and Service. Okay, Ross Tower and Service, you know, whether it's going to work right now, shopping for the essentials, heading out, you know, on, on a trip, that, you know, stuff we gotta do with our family right now, you know, you gotta keep your vehicle moving. And for a lot of people, they're, you know, maybe keeping their vehicle on the road more than they normally would right now. So Ross Tower and Service, their philosophy is they're going to treat you like you're a member of their family. They're going to help you out. They're going to get to learn the vehicle, get to learn what exactly you can spend in your automotive budget. How long do you need your vehicle to last? So they really want to help you kind of space it out, figure out what's going to work best for you to keep you safely on our roadways. Ross Tower and Service, um, I I just to Stephen, to Matt, to all the guys over there. They have kept me on the road. There have been so many little hot spots that have happened with my car. So these gents really do. They they treat you like you're their sister or they're, you know, that you're their brother. This is good folks. They're over on Kali Saloon, close to everything. You can call Ross Tire and Service today at 984-0099. 984-0099. Or if you want to look stuff up, check it out for yourself, you can go to Ross Lafayette.com.
25: News Talk 96.5, KPL, right now traffic.
15: Got a fender bender to report to you this morning. Northwest Evangeline Thruway at Hobson Street. That's Northwest Evangeline Thruway at Hobson Street. So make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there. Our traffic update brought to you by. The Matthew James Financial Group. Wealth management and retirement planning is just a phone call away. All you have to do is give them a call. 366-8366. 366-8366. kids, getting to school feels like a challenge. See how communities and schools help all kids succeed at communitiesandschools.org.
17: It's important to get your kids to buckle up
31: for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion.
8: Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled.
31: Good choice. I'll just have to do
14: my dad dance at dinner time.
8: What, what? No!
31: what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. He ran for state office and was beaten.
26: Started a business, failed. Ran for Congress and lost. But thankfully, Abraham Lincoln didn't give up. Persistence Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com.
0: All right, welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. It is Winging It Wednesday, brought to you by our friends at LABI. Your phone calls always welcome at 232-1542. In the hot seat today, it's Joe Cunningham. Good morning to you, sir.
15: Oh, nope, I forgot to punch up the button. Sorry, Joe. We Joe, were talking to ourselves. Bernie didn't want you
0: to hear us. That's the end <laughs> of the... Not she's true. trying to shut down voices in this community.
3: You know, <laughs> it is... I, there, there's no way to to mess with me when I'm not in the studio with y'all yeah. so we 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 have new and creative ways to do that it's the best
0: it's the best we could do all right Joe um I want to start um I, I want to get to your thoughts and and take some time on what's going on around the country what's going on with the conversation about race, police brutality, and everything else that's going on because you wrote a, a, a few great things and um and even something on your personal blog that I thought really encompassed a lot because You do have an interesting angle on on watching this as an educator and and Mm -hmm. working with other educators. So we're going to get to that. I do want to kind of give you a chance to sound off. We just talked to state rep Blake Miguez. He talked about the tort reform bill and sort of how we ended up where we are. There's been a lot of criticism about, you know, what has happened and and the question of why we negotiated with the governor. I thought um, I thought Blake uh, explained it. Pretty well, at least from his perspective, on why he doesn't like what's in there, but also knowing in our back pocket we have that veto-proof majority,
3: right? And and to go back to it, I mean, my my argument from the beginning has always been I don't like omnibus bills as a rule um, because you can throw things in there that are not necessarily something anybody is you know somebody is not going to like it. And it could, it has the ability to kill the whole bill, um, so I I really think that the legislature would have been better served piecemealing a lot of good ideas through, and trying to get uh, the best ideas through with with veto-proof supermajorities. Now you know where we stand on tort reform. I, I still think there's a, a great chance of success for Louisiana residents, but we we have to uh we have to realize that sometimes we do have to negotiate in order to win. And that's something, you know, right after John Bill Edwards won reelection, I told you guys, you know, that's one thing we talked about is in an ideal world, Democrats and Republicans actually get together and they negotiate their best ideas out. That's one of the things that made uh, Ronald Reagan's administration so successful is that Ronald Reagan would start at the farthest right he could get, mm-hmm. and the Democrats in the in Congress would start as far left as they could get, and they would work their way toward the middle, and everybody would come out with a victory there. Reagan mm-hmm. could go out and say that he had a victory. The Democrats could go out and say they had a victory, and there were a lot of good things that came out of that. In more recent years, what we've had are a lot of times Democrats starting as far left as possible and Republicans starting in the middle, kind of where they wanted to end up. And all that does, is that pushes the ball further left. And so Republicans, conservatives especially, did not get the victory as they wanted. If the, re- if the legislature is having good faith negotiations with the governor, and given how conservative a lot of our legislators are, with guys like Blake Miguez and others in there, given how conservative they are, we, we can see more of that Reagan and the Democrats dynamic just kind of in reverse. And that's really what I would like to see just in general for the health of Louisiana. I would like to see a lot more good faith negotiating. So if that's the step we're taking in order to get things like tort reform done in Louisiana, I'm a little bit more comfortable than say, the Republicans pushing as hard as they can and the and the Democrats and the governor pushing back as hard as they can and nothing getting done. You know, one one of the jokes is always that you know if if the legislature whether it be congress or a state legislature isn't getting anything done that's a feature of the system and not a bug but in cases like tort reform if we're getting something done anything is better than the status quo
0: yeah you know i i i have to kind of put it this way because it almost seems like when you talk about the way reagan did it the biggest thing that i think about the difference in society is okay so let's say let's say it is president trump okay and he throws out something mm-hmm. that's very conservative okay knowing that eventually it will be negotiated closer to the middle because you have to have the votes for it for anything to happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about politics in today's time, and that is seen as weak by a lot of voters. You know, maybe if you didn't see the sausage being made, you didn't realize how much he negotiated, but there was a time where politicians used to run on bipartisanship. Now... I feel like working with the other side like the is word, yeah you know? it,
3: it's, yeah it's, and, it's working and, that and way. especially especially with guys like Trump and and one of the things that that is makes this a, a very difficult time for Trump right now is that Trump is always the guy who has been able to hold a fairly steady approval with his base and those people who voted for him because he's always been able to set up an opponent, whether it's a a group or, or, or something he can put a name and a face to. There's always been an enemy there. And right now Trump is struggling because there is no one particular face here, or worse, the face of the source of conflict in the United States right now is a black man who got killed unjustly by police. So Trump right now is struggling. He can't really, he doesn't have a whole lot of strength even within, his own party in Congress, much less the Democrats, because the the track he's kind of taking right now, the optics of some of the things that he's done and said right now, it makes it very difficult to have that bipartisan coalition come together for things like uh, law enforcement reform and uh, prison reform and things like that, which are obviously things that we're going to have to talk about in the coming weeks, given the situation around the country.
14: Mm
3: -hmm. What do
0: you think about, You know, in in talking with this thing, I I sort of monitor what a lot of different people are saying because I do think it's important to see what supporters of the president are saying, what uh, constant opponents are saying, and the change that I've seen from some of them, like, for example, Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter Mm -hmm. is like one of the biggest Trump haters right now on social media. You know, you just start looking at the things she's critical of him, you know, of, and those were big supporters the last go-round. I mean, you can't... You can't take the fact that this is an election year out of all this.
3: Well, for folks like Ann Coulter, you know, she is a one issue candidate and that is immigration. And it's a lot like uh, one of the other loud voices, Michelle Malkin, who has become very, very out there in a lot of the things she said. But the, those, the one issue for a lot of those has been immigration. That was the big issue when Trump was running. But now, you know, Trump is not focused on immigration right now. Trump, Trump's attention is being pulled in about 50 different directions, which as we've seen, is not his strength. He's not able to, you know, focus on more than one thing at a time and it goes back to what I was saying earlier if he has that one opponent if he has that one person that he can kind of say this is the enemy this is kind of this is who's messing me up whether it's Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi whether it's the deep state whether it's the democrats whether it's whoever I mean he tried it with antifa but there's such a big mix of protesters out there you can't say it's just an antifa thing so trump is struggling right now and it, you know the, a couple of days ago yeah, I'm, I'm not the biggest Trump fan. I've, I've said that before. Uh, I'm a, I describe myself as a Trump skeptical conservative. Uh, there are things he's done I've liked. There's things he does that I don't like. But at the end of the day, I always thought that Trump was really just, whether it's by the skin of his teeth or whether it's, it is that silent majority he's been ranting and raving about, I've always thought he'd pull it out in 2020. But in over the last several days, you see what he's done, you, you've seen the way people have responded to it, and you suddenly realize that Trump is really, it's really a tougher re-election fight for Trump than any I think anybody really originally thought. I mean, I know the Democrats have been saying, oh, he's very beatable, he's very beatable, but nothing they've done has stuck right now. But now we're in a very emotional moment in American history. We just got off a major three-month crisis with COVID-19, which, as an aside, what happened to everybody in the media saying, don't, you know, don't go out. You got to stay in your house. It's unsafe to go out and gather in, in large crowds. And now all of a sudden protesting, which I'm not knocking the protesting, but the rioting and looting and all of that. Now that's all fine. Now that's completely defensible. Whereas people in Alabama and Florida and Georgia were all getting trashed for going out and, in. in, in in droves to the beaches and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got to say, yeah, really even weird.
0: even in my own life, this weekend, um, my grandmother's not doing very good health wise. Some of our extended families coming in town for, from Georgia, and um, you know, it, we we are sort of entering that territory of how many more times do we get to do this? Right. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's crazy because you know when when my mom asked us to go and. To to see everyone, and they wanted to see the kids and everything else. Of course, my first thought was, okay, let me think about all those people and where they've been and who they've been around and everything else. And then you're right. I look at the TV and I and I think, wait a second, maybe I need to do this and just take those protections. You know, just yeah, just take those general pr- protections because people aren't. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, in different <laughs> places, and so I don't know. It, it is a personal responsibility thing, and we'll we'll talk about that more, but. Um, I want to take a quick break here joe when we come back i do want to talk about your thoughts about this about the topic to pull politics out of it which is the whole point of a, of a blog you wrote on your personal blog um about how that part is just a distraction for everything else and then you know even jumping into the you know all lives matter part you you mm. write about that and and your thoughts on that and and we want to talk about that coming up if you can hold on Joe Cunningham is here with us on Acadiana's Morning News and Winging It Wednesday. We're back to continue the conversation. Of course, the phone line is always open for you at 232 1542.
25: The biggest newsmakers and everyday people making a difference in Acadiana. You're tuned to News Talk 96.5, KPL.
31: Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment, together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments, moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad
6: Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush spark a change not a wildfire visit SmokyBear.com. brought to you by the u.s forest service your state forester and the ad council
9: only you can prevent
17: wildfires my suit can still make an impression
2: and my lamp can bring others a bright future
17: because when i donate my stuff to goodwill it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community goodwill donate stuff create jobs find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org brought to you by goodwill and the ad
8: council
0: All right, it is 7.32 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. in what could be a transformative period in our history. You're talking about uh, demonstrations and peaceful protests mixed in with that. You do have people who are willing to damage property, and it seems like it's two different groups, and there's a lot of gray area sort of in between. But, you know, as the guys yesterday on Offsides asked and asked their audience, how do you tell the difference when you're trying to do this? Joe Cunningham joins us on the phone uh, this morning for Winging It Wednesday. And I want to go to a, um, a blog you posted yesterday about this and really trying to wrap your head around it. Uh, I want to quote um, from this. And you say you don't want to think about political questions right now. Um, you want to focus on us people, not voters, not part of some collective political unit. But people who live and deal with issues like racism and sexism every day, there is appointment things can't just be political. They have to be real human issues that we deal with in real human ways. You know, Joe, when I read that line, I thought a lot about how election cycles work. OK, there's this big ramp up of tension all the way up to election night. The numbers come out at eight o'clock. Robin Bernie's eyes are red because we've been up all day long the next day we're in a completely different world where all that strife from the day before is over and you move on with who's elected. That is not what's going to happen or should happen in my opinion with this topic because it is kind of a long game. It is a long conversation that has to be had and it's not just about an election.
3: Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that makes it very difficult to kind of divest the political from it is because we are five months away now from the 2020 presidential election It is a very pivotal moment for the trump administration it's a very pivotal moment for his opposition in joe biden we are looking at two guys who want to use this as the crisis that kind of shapes who is the better leader in times of crises for the united states but all too often we kind of we, we either look at Baton Rouge or we look at Washington DC or we look at some other state and, and we focus on the politics of it. We focus on what's this Senator saying or that representative saying or the president or a governor or whatever what are they saying? And when it comes down to it, that, that's kind of a coping mechanism for us. That's, we, we look at things far away so that we're not having to focus on ourselves, our community, what's happening here. And in that, in, it, not in that blog post that you're referring to, but in, in a piece that I wrote at Red State, I had to talk about uh, the story of the Uncle Jack statue. Now, this is a statue that uh, a long time ago, was in Natchitoches. Now it's in a museum in Baton Rouge, but it was at the time on Front Street in Natchitoches, Louisiana. And it was a, at first it was considered a very progressive statue. The statue itself was a black gentleman tipping his hat to Front Street in Natchitoches. And it was, oh wow, this, I mean, we're talking, you know, segregation, post-Civil War, things like that. This is a very progressive statue. They're, They're putting a statue of a black man right in the heart of the the white community of Natchitoches, but really became a symbol of division. It was a symbol of a black man tipping his hat to all the white folks. The the statue became known as the Good Darkie. That was the, the name by which the statue went by for the longest time. And there was one point a handful of years back the city of Natchitoches was considering, or at least rumor got out that the city of Natchitoches was considering maybe bringing it back and putting in a museum in Natchitoches. And it, it caused this, this big uh, protest and this big march in Natchitoches from one of the black churches, uh, not too far from where the city council meets. But they marched from there. Uh, from that church to the city council, one of the black leaders in the community spoke to the city council about uh, how offensive they found the statue and how they didn't want it back in in Natchitoches because of the racial problems in the community. And then as soon as that person got done speaking, they all got up and left. There was no arguing, there was no discussion, there was no violence or anything like that. They just said their piece, they got up and they left. And for a while, it bothered me that they didn't want to have that discussion. They just said their piece and got up and left. But over the years, I kind of realized, and especially right now, the problem that we have is that this idea of the good darky, the compliant black man has been what's caused a lot of these issues. One of the most common defenses of police officers is, well, if the guy just hadn't resisted arrest, then it would have been fine. Had the guy not been somewhere at night, had the guy Uh, not had a gun on him or anything like that had he been more compliant. And that's, that's an assumption that really, really bothers me as if it is their fault that somebody like this officer in Minneapolis would for nine minutes place their knee on the back of this person's neck and choke the life out of them that way, that it's somehow the black man's fault That's an assumption that we as a society have that's very toxic and it's one that we have to get rid of. This notion that, oh, well, the black community is responsible for the bulk of the violence and the bulk of the crimes in America. Okay, but saying that over and over and using that as a justification for a a very, very lopsided uh, number of deaths of black men at police hands especially when the crime is nonviolent, Do you think that... That's not a good justification.
0: Yeah. The issue of, you know, what we see, and yesterday I kind of described, you know, social media and the way information just sort of gets out. It's like drinking from a fire hydrant a lot of times because there's so much coming at you at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have found, you know, looking at the good stories that are happening whether it's Austin where the police officers are coming out, whether it's last night in New Orleans where I-10 was blocked for a short time and you had police officers who ended up, you know, sort of saying, what will it take? And the crowd saying, kneel with us. They kneel down, they end up hugging, shaking hands, and then things go back to normal. You know, the crowd disperses. Mm -hmm. Um, You start to see all these different things. I'm just now watching an interview where there are uh, two black business owners in Minnesota who have started up a fund? They have raised fifty thousand dollars in three days for small businesses that were affected um, by by the rioters in this part. You know, which I can't say it enough. Seem to be different than the people who are peacefully protesting. Um, I mean, yeah. how much of that? Because I I think it is hard for someone who's who's even my age went to a school in a predominantly black area growing up. Uh, Lion Elementary, Covington, Louisiana. Um, who, w- who was raised not to, you know, make this a, a deal, make this something, and, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that everyone is the same and equal. I think that's why it is so hard because we tell ourselves we're past all this. We, we tell ourselves, "Oh my gosh, that mm-hmm. was in the '60s. That was that was signed, sealed, and delivered back then for most people." But if it still remains, then what are you left to do if that's your community?
3: Yeah, and and that is, I think, what's very hard for a lot of people i mean let's let's assume the best possible thing about the white rioters uh in some of these more violent protests let's let's assume the best and that what they're trying to do is that they are they're trying to to radically fundamentally get rid of the system that exists and make it something better what they're doing though is that they're they're causing problems by burning down black owned businesses and black neighborhoods. They're they're setting, you know, companies that provide goods and services to the community. They're setting those on fire. I can understand wanting to radically change the system, but that's not what these protests are calling for. The protests are simply saying We want to be treated, you know, like everybody else. We don't want something, we don't want everybody to change for us. We just want this one little thing to change. We want the same opportunity. We want the same assumption of innocence. We want the same right to live that everybody else has. It's not a radical, fundamental change of the society that a lot of these radical groups are going after when they set these fires and do these things. And I think it's. If again if you're assuming the best of the rioters and protesters which it can be very hard to do that given what's happened in some of these cities you know when you even if you try to assume the best you you still see how misguided it is i mean let's let's look at all the videos that have gone viral on social media there was one yesterday that was funny but at the same time very sad there's this dude in a man bun because of course he was with a skateboard trying to shatter windows at some storefront and this this black guy comes and pulls him away and tells him just get out of there because that's not what—that's not the message they're trying to portray. And there's a lot of responsible protesters who grew up in an era or grew up with parents or grandparents who were from the era of peaceful protesting to affect change. And that's what they're trying to do here. And I don't think they're asking for too much by trying to, for aiming for the changes that they want. But in, and so in our it, instant it
0: gratification, it, though, society, we uh, there are, I think, a lot of people who want it to be like a light switch. And all of a sudden, changes well, yeah, where I think it comes down to education and training.
3: Yeah, and you know, uh, one of the more infuriating things about it is not actually the the violence or the rioting; it's the number of Instagram influencers who were caught taking a picture next to something in the city where a protest is going on. They have a hammer, or they have a rock, or something that was crazy, or they have that was um, that, it's it, it's insane. The they go for the photo op, and that's it. The woman jumps out of
0: the car her boyfriend husband partner whatever jumps out too she takes the she takes the drill out of the guy's hand who's putting up wood to take a picture then hands it back and they get up in the char- car and go like that is it's equally outrageous joe we need to take a quick break here yes. winging it wednesday joe cunningham joins us you can find more from him at red state um, he writes commonly and for the hayride as well um, you've heard us in the last several elections. Uh, feature Joe, he's come in and done election night with us as well and always brings some interesting perspective. I want to ask him about the educator side because he is also a teacher. So he is dealing with kids of different races, trying to mold them to be productive adults and responsible citizens. How does he see it through that way? We're going to get into all that when we continue Right here on Wingin It Wednesday, brought to you by our friends at L.A.B.I.
25: Your source for local headlines and in-depth discussions on the day's biggest issues on Acadiana's Morning News.
1: We like to think we've seen it all, helping our clients through whatever ups and downs life has to offer. And while recent events have managed to turn our lives upside down in a way that no one could have ever imagined, we're still here providing financial advice and guidance. Something we all could use in times when answers are hard to come by. So if your current CPA firm has gone silent or failed to reach out to help guide you through this time, you might want to keep our number handy. You see, as a lifetime firm, that's kind of what we're all about. Helping our clients find solutions that are right for them. Whether it's working through tough decisions that involve financial setbacks, or helping choose which assistance is available and right for their business. Visit broussardpochet.com or call us at any of our locations in Lafayette, New Iberia, or Crowley to speak with someone directly. Broussard Pochet Certified Public Accountants, your firm for a lifetime.
30: Tropical storm Crystal Ball continues to sit down in the Bay of Campeche and still quite a bit of uncertainty left with this storm. National Hurricane Center currently going to bring the storm out into the central Gulf of Mexico by the time we get to the end of this work week with likely impacts arriving in Acadiana, maybe late Sunday getting into early Monday little too early to really nail down what those impacts are going to be. Certainly going to be wet and windy, though, as we get towards the end of the weekend. We'll need to keep a close eye on this system right now. Tropical storm expected to work its way across the area by the end of the weekend and early next week. But with a lot of question marks left, you'll need to make sure that you do stay tuned to the forecast. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL.
15: Right now, 75 degrees. Dad,
24: come on. Over here.
12: Look at this, Dad. Over.
1: Whoa.
14: The moment my son saw a redwood tree.
1: It's huge.
14: Is the moment I knew that for him.
1: You can't even see the top of that thing.
14: Even the sky has no limit.
18: There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org.
6: Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: All right, it is 748 now at Newstalk 96.5. K-Pell and Joe Cunningham uh, joins us this morning. And One of the reasons we love talking to you is, number one, you have a great bird that always comes on and makes me very happy and chills out in the backyard.
3: they're not happy with me right now. It's like a tease. I put up a bird feeder, but I'm sitting right next to it, so oh. they're very upset at me this morning.
0: Okay, cuz I'm going to reach out and grab you. When you come, try to try to get your bird feed. Yes. <laughs> um, you bring an interesting perspective because you do follow politics, you have covered politics, you also did radio for a time, and you are a teacher. Um, you've brought your students in before, and I I'm always you know, I'm always so impressed with the way that they carry themselves, with the way that they talk about what they want to accomplish, What they talk about, you know, science and technology and and figuring out these things. Um, You also deal just, just, you know, by nature in a class full of students with people with different backgrounds, different racial backgrounds, different socioeconomic backgrounds, and yet you're trying to mold each and every one of them to be successful people. How does, how does this whole situation play into that and your role as a teacher?
3: so there was a book that i read when i was first starting out as a teacher and the the name of the book it it raises eyebrows the name of the book is is multiplication is for white people and it the the title comes from the the writer who the author who was a teacher who was teaching math to students and there was the, there were black students who were not doing the work and that was their response when she asked why you know there there's there's a lot of times a difficulty for a white teacher to really you know break through to black students uh, because of the cultural divide there and a lot of times the the reaction that we get is well we should be colorblind we should not see color at all and that's kind of a misguided look at it from from my perspective because we didn't get to where we were by being colorblind, and we we got here because we saw color, and we have to see color in order to begin to heal a lot of the problems that exist. One of the fascinating aspects about my job is that I do have to teach kids of different races and socioeconomic backgrounds, and I have to teach them U.S. history, which I'm not sure if many people have paid attention over the years, but there's a lot that's problematic in terms of how we've dealt with race. Throughout American history, so that's one of the things that that we have to try to bridge. And I kind of joke, uh, you know, the, I, I joke this year. You know, the theme of my class is that white people ruin everything uh, because you know we we it's it's a fun joke to make because it, it makes the it makes the white kids feel nervous and it makes the black and 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 other kids kind of laugh a little bit. But really, when you look at history, yeah, there are a lot of things that we do actually have to you know apologize for and we we have to work to make better. I mean we start out in in a traditional US history classroom, you start out right in the post-reconstruction era. So we're really starting in a very tense time in race relations anyway, and one of the big things we talk about is westward expansion in the United States. Which, what was westward expansion if not a bunch of people moving in from the East Coast and, and, and those areas, in those states, moving into territories and forcing the Native Americans out and all of the terrible things that happened in terms of our relationship with, with Native Americans. These are issues that we do have to stop and discuss and we do have to look at. So my classroom is not a classroom that can be colorblind simply because of the content. We have to talk about issues of race, and and one of the things I try to do is make sure that we talk about it from the perspective not just of the 1860s, 70s, and 80s, but talk about it in terms of the 2000s, 2010s, and now the 2020s. What was different then from now? What is the same then and now? And And we have to find that common ground. Me as a teacher, my biggest goal is not to be colorblind about it but to but to treat everybody the same that we we have to look at students and see them as students children who are trying to learn young adults who are trying to understand the world around them and that is i think one of the biggest struggles that a lot of people have is you know they have experiences in their own life and those experiences form their stereotypes and their stereotypes play out in whatever job they're in, whether it is as a teacher, whether it's in law enforcement, whether it's as a store clerk or anything like that, our stereotypes tend to affect how we approach the jobs. We have to very actively realize what those stereotypes are and work at fixing those stereotypes or at least understanding. one One of the things that was going around social media that I absolutely love is it said along the lines of, I understand that I don't understand. And that is something that we all have to truly kind of, uh, that, that's a mentality that we have to adopt. I understand that I don't understand the struggles of what it, it, it goes into in the modern black family. As a white father with white kids, our discussions are how do you stay safe when, you know, how how do you choose your life and things like that. And our focus is different than black parents to black kids, which is how do you stay safe in a confrontation with police? That's a very real discussion that has to happen in black homes because of what we've seen over the years. So I have to understand that my perspective is vastly different, but that different perspective is also something that a lot of these kids will not get exposed to. So exposing ourselves to different ideas and different perspectives has to be the starting point.
0: Well, so I have to ask because I always think about people listening in the car who are banging on the steering wheel wanting to get a question in. And I want to go back to what you said about, you know, when you are teaching American history, you're looking at those things. Of course, there will be people who say, oh, wait a second. I'm not saying I'm sorry because I didn't own slaves because I didn't do the Westward expansion. I wasn't all these people in history. I'm different. And we have made it past that. How do you teach that then to your students of whatever race they are because you know what it isn't it isn't you it isn't me
3: and and the person who says i don't have to apologize for anything because it wasn't me even if it was their ancestors going back several generations that is 100 percent correct you did not do that but there are st- structural foundations of society that are built on some of those things. And you may have benefited from it whether you know it or not. Now the term white privilege gets thrown around a whole lot uh, to the point where it, like a whole lot of other things, does start to lose meaning. But there are in many ways in society that, that many white people have to stop and realize that in, in the race of life, they got a head start. And, and, and th- there are things that they have, that they have the benefit of that people of non-white races don't, they don't get that advantage and, and they don't have the ability to start the race, you know, start the race early while everybody else stays behind. That's something that we do have to be cognizant of. That is something that we have to understand. All right, Joe. We Cunningham. have to understand that we we do have those advantages.
0: We do have to leave it there for time. We appreciate the conversation as always with us, Joe. And, you know, it's going to continue. It's it's not something that's going to be over um, in the next three days. It's just not how it goes. And we uh, appreciate you for joining mm-hmm. us to have the conversation. We'll have you on again real soon.
3: Thank you all very much for having
0: me. All right, 757 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. You can read more from Joe at Red State and his contributions to the Hayride as well. 757 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Quick break for top of the hour news, and then we march on after this. All morning long. Traffic
25: you can depend on on Acadiana's Morning News. Acadiana's Morning News. Part of a complete breakfast with two essential vitamins. News and talk.
15: We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are a home for news and talk. KPEL fm Brokerage, Lafayette.
20: There were protests, but not as much looting. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Oh, no! Was in New York City last night where some stores were broken into but nothing like the prior two nights in Washington, D.C. Just after midnight, agitators attempting to tear down that eight-foot fence erected at Lafayette Park near the White House resulted in skirmishes with law enforcement, the use of pepper spray. Fox's Griff Jenkins protesters also clashed with cops in Portland, Oregon and Brockton, Massachusetts.
18: Several businesses were vandalized and looted including Dunkin' Donuts. Every single window here was smashed. There's shattered glass all over the ground. Officers were hit with bottles, rocks, and even fireworks at times.
20: Julianne Lima with Boston 25 TV. A police officer was shot dead in Moody, Alabama, responding to a conflict at a motel. Two people were taken into custody. Years after the riots over a deadly police shooting in Ferguson, Missouri, a black mayor's been elected for the first time. Ella Jones told St. Louis Public Radio.
15: I got work to do. That's because I- when you're an African-American woman, they require more of you than they require of my counterpart.
20: know. Iowa Republican Congressman Steve King, who had made controversial white supremacy comments, lost a GOP primary. Joe Biden won contests in seven more states, moving him closer to the Democratic presidential nomination. President Trump also easily won some contests and is apparently ready to move the Republican convention as he had threatened. Fox's John Decker live in Washington.
14: President Trump, in a tweet, saying that Republicans will seek another state instead of North Carolina to hold its August convention after a prolonged standoff with the state's Democratic governor. The tweet came hours after Governor Roy Cooper told Republican officials in a letter that the only way the convention would move forward is with proper health protocols in place. Party officials are now planning a visit to Nashville later this week. Other possibilities include Las Vegas, Orlando, and Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? America's listening to Fox News.
22: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why
20: Protests here have spilled overseas. There have been demonstrations also in Australia and Britain against police brutality and in France where protesters in Paris set fires and the Pope is also speaking out.
17: Pope Francis calling the unrest in the U.S. disturbing, saying he's been watching with great concern. In his weekly audience, the Pope saying we cannot tolerate or turn a blind eye to racism and exclusion in any form. He also Also criticized how some of the protests have played out saying the violence of recent nights is self-destructive and self-defeating the Pope adding that he's praying for George Floyd the man who died in police custody in Minneapolis and he urged Americans to pray for national reconciliation in London Simon Owen Fox News
20: Twitter faced backlash from President Trump last week for fact checking two tweets and then hiding another that was about the protests which he claimed glorified violence Social media site is now suspending some user accounts for falsely claiming there was a blackout in Washington and that protester communications have been blocked. A tweet from two years ago has put a man behind bars. (laughs)
10: A federal judge sentenced Joseph Vandeveer to 10 months in prison and one year of supervised release for threatening on social media to lynch Qasem Rashid, who was running for the state Senate seat in Virginia. His tweet in March 2018 to Rashid showed a picture of lynching and said, view your destiny. Rashid screenshotted the tweet and sent it to the FBI. In a court statement, he said the tweet brought back feelings of his cousin who was lynched in Pakistan. Rashid says he wasn't in favor of a prison sentence but did want Vanderveer to be fined. Rob Dawson, Fox News.
20: On Wall Street, stocks may keep going up. Dow futures rising more than 200 points ahead of the opening bell this hour. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7
25: news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
15: Right now, 76 degrees here at the KPL Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Well, Governor John Bell Edwards says he appreciates that citizens have kept protests civil across the state of Louisiana and supports their right to do so. Here's more on the
26: story but that we protect one another when we do that. And we don't engage in violence and and, and property damage uh, and those sorts of things.
10: Edwards says while the state has made progress since 2016, there's more work to be done among leaders, law enforcement, and the black community.
26: Uh, still, we know that it's not perfect. We uh, have more work to do, and we're committed to making sure we continue uh, that work.
10: As for police officers...
26: We have to make sure that we're training our officers according to the standards that we have and that we're not employing officers who shouldn't be police officers.
15: I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, Tropical Storm Cristobal forming in the Bay of Campeche. It's expected to remain stationary for the next couple of days. Eventually, it'll move north. But as far as what the track will officially be, obviously, everybody's keeping an eye on it. Here's state climatologist Barry Kine. Everyone,
23: I'd say, from about Galveston to the panhandle of Florida really needs to keep a close watch on this one. That's kind of where the cone is currently taking the storm.
15: Well, in other headlines today, the president of Lafayette's local police union is the subject of an internal affairs investigation regarding statements he made about a pending piece of legislation. David Stanley was informed last month about that investigation. Authorities say they're hunting the killer of a black bear that was found in a ditch south of Franklin are offering a $6,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest.
19: The bear was found off of Hunting Road and Adam Eink, spokesperson with the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, says the act will come with state and federal penalties.
14: They were taken off the endangered species list a few years back, but
19: they are still protected species here in Louisiana. He says there's no excuse to shoot a bear, and if you're heading into an area where black bears are known to live, no, it's unlikely they'll actually confront you, but if they do, have some bear spray handy.
14: Bear spray has proven to be a very effective, non-lethal measure of avoiding any kind of bear attack. I'm Matt Doyle.
15: Well, the legislature did sign off on a $300 million grant program for small businesses funded with cash set aside to help local governments whose revenue was impacted by the shutdown. National Federation of Independent Business State Director Don Starn says... With the 50% cap on occupancy still in effect, obviously it's a timely piece of legislation. Not
18: being able to just open up, they are going to continue to have, uh, you know, revenue losses.
15: Now, Governor Edwards has indicated he is not a fan of using the local money for the program, and it didn't pass the legislature by a veto-proof majority, so we'll see what's going to happen with it. Tattoo enthusiasts can get inked again starting on Friday as phase two gets rolling, but the experience is going to be a little bit different. It's been kind
29: of a struggle because
31: of a lot of us didn't get any kind of assistance.
9: Glenn Morris is the owner of Platinum Innovations Tattoo Studio in Baton Rouge and says it was tough on shops, but they are happy to be back at business. Walk-ins, they'll be on hold for a while.
14: So Everything is going to be strictly off appointments, just so that we can keep the capacity of the shop down to artists, and client.
9: Morris says he's installed a sink for hand washing in his reception area.
14: We'll be checking temperatures when they walk in the door.
9: And there will be provided face coverings. Clients and artists will all have masks. I'm Kevin Barnhart.
15: Well, a political analyst expects Governor John Bell Edwards will veto the session's signature bill aimed at lowering auto insurance rates through lawsuit reform.
19: Bernie Pinsonat says Edwards has questioned whether the bill would actually lower auto insurance rates and was gifted a win when lawmakers were caught scrambling to pass a compromise in the last minutes of the session.
28: It was one of the weirdest experiences i've ever seen at the capitol
19: Pennsnet says that led to many lawmakers not actually knowing what they were voting on
28: nancy pelosi told the republicans when she passed obamacare bill you don't need to read it you can read it after we pass it <laughs> it was pretty
19: similar the legislation did not pass with a veto-proof majority i'm matt
15: doyle it's coming up now on 809 here at KPL and our news update being brought to you by bob evans sides for dinner Now, the Bob Evans family of products wants to remind you to drive sensibly as you get behind the wheel a bit more now. Drive smart and drive safely. They say you can shop at your local grocery store for Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese.
30: Mostly cloudy skies out there for your Wednesday forecast. A 60% chance for widely scattered showers. Maybe a couple strong thunderstorms out there later on in the day as well. Highs are going to be pushing up to around 87 degrees with a heat index sitting in the 90s. Winds coming from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour could get a little gustier around some of the thunderstorms. Overnight lows are going to be dropping down to around 72 little less scattered, but still out there type showers popping up for your Thursday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk
25: 96.5 k
15: Right now, 77 degrees here at k
25: News Talk 96.5 k Right now, traffic.
15: Watch out for a fender bender reported on South Park near 90 westbound. That's South Park near 90 westbound. Also, Fender Bender, Shmametary Road at Shemet Road in Youngsville. That's Shmametary Road at Shemit Road in Youngsville. And another one, Kali Saloon Road at Polly Lane. Kali Saloon Road at Polly Lane. Please buckle up. got a hold on me robster 814 mm-hmm.
0: now news talk 965 5 i'm working on a story um about kind of a kind of a minute by minute what happened in new orleans last night okay demonstration mm-hmm. ended up closing down i-10 for a short time now we're mm-hmm. reading more accounts of how that happened and how mm-hmm. violence did not erupt yep turns out once everything was okay and they decided this is going to end mm-hmm. the police force left first and everyone else dispersed went home no arrests no violence no looting
15: and I think, you know, people want to be heard on any side of an issue and all sides of an issue. And, you know, they were there and they were protesting and police went out there, met them and, you know, did that. And then it just all did its its thing.
0: Hopefully you know? a lesson for places um, further than that. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll uh, expand on that more at dot 965com a little bit later on this morning. Mm-hmm. But first joining us on the phone from ulf yet mr eric marin good morning to you sir good morning how y'all doing this morning
15: oh, we're doing well how are you sir
0: we're doing great over here
15: look good. i i
0: thought when we were preparing for this interview um you know and i'm i'm looking at you guys and in the plan for how to return to campus and and what the students who are there have been doing and how you guys have still been able to serve them and take care of their needs and then we're three days into hurricane season and we're talking about a tropical storm. So um, maybe I could say, maybe let, let this be the one we get because we have so much time before school comes back and students are supposed to be back. Um, But tell us, you know, from the UL Lafayette standpoint about the plan and how you're getting the word out.
27: Well, we've been working on it, on it for quite a while. It's been one of those things that Dr. Savoy actually instituted back in May. He wanted us to really prepare and get ready for the return to campus. I mean, we obviously have never been closed, but we've been spread out all over the place. So now we've been taking time. We have a, a, a task force that has been working very hard. We have a committee, uh, subcommittees underneath that. We have about 70 people across campus total that are involved in this process of returning to on-campus instruction and on-campus student assistance by having uh, faculty and staff on, on campus as well. So. It's a, it's, it was almost easier to leave campus because we only had a week to do it. And no one ever thought it'd be that hard to come back to campus. Yeah. But we want to make sure that it's very, very safe for everybody when they come back.
0: You know, I think one of the good things that we have seen happen in recent weeks is that you know people are okay with whatever measures you're taking to keep them safe. I feel like when there was such a push to open things up and people were really getting antsy at their house under the stay-at-home order when they got somewhere that had more restrictions than they were used to, I mean, you did see people getting annoyed and agitated in some situations. But now I think, you know, as consumers and, and students, as you go back into these places and you see the steps being taken to keep people safe and, and as comfortable as possible, um, I think that's why this website really, really helps everything out.
27: From the very beginning, the, the health and welfare of the students, the faculty and the staff has been paramount for the university and with our, with our transition to remote, and now with our transition back to uh, face-to-face instruction. You, uh, the website that we've created, the uh, COVID-19 response, if you go to raging, uh, Louisiana.edu, I'm sorry, not Raging cases, but Louisiana.edu, on the top left, you'll see a button that says COVID-19 response. If you click on that, everything is laid out as to all the different steps we're taking to uh, come back on campus and to inform our students, faculty, and staff of all the different steps that we're doing to get ready. I mean, actually, as I think about that, not just faculty, staff, and students, but also parents of students. We want to make sure that they have the peace of mind in knowing that we're doing everything we can to uh, to protect their welfare.
0: Okay, so if if people have concerns, I, yeah. because a lot of the things we've been talking about with these phases yeah, is... Yeah, runs your
15: mind, what's here, what's there. Maybe what's you here.
0: have an elderly family member that lives with you. Yeah. Um, will there be some options if there are students who say... I'm not comfortable coming back to a class. Will there be some sort of accommodation for that? Because we've had some questions about that.
27: Right. And we're and right now they're working through all those, trying to answer all the questions. That's one of the mm-hmm. the difficult things that we're doing is we're trying to answer all the questions. Think of all the questions we're going to be asked and then have an answer for that. And also on our webpage we are accepting questions so if people have a question they can send it to us it may be something we've never thought of and that mm-hmm. gives us an opportunity to answer that before we actually implement everything so we're encouraging everyone to that is involved with the university whether they have students here or whether they are a student or whether they work here to go to that that uh, covid19 response page because there are faqs there there's the plan is laid out there and there's also a spot where they can ask us questions and that way we can get all the answers together for them
0: all right, we'll get a link up to the website, at kpal965.com, so people can get that information. Always important. Eric mm-hmm. Marin, thanks so much for your time today. Well, thank you very much. You guys have a have a safe and dry weekend. You too, sir. We, look, I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be, be laying busy. out in my backyard as much sun as we have. If next week turns out to be crazy, <laughs> I'm just going to say that
15: he's going to be sunbathing, and then the rains are going to come in, and we're going to be like we're going to have to take a picture of that. So <laughs> I'll tell the you. come, cool him down a little bit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks so much, Eric. Good to talk to you, man. Okay, well,
0: eight twenty now. Newstalk ninety six five KPEL. So we talked a little bit earlier on this morning. Uh, with Blake Miguez, he's a state ref, Um, about the tort reform bill. I want to play it for you again coming up. Had some interesting insight on exactly the process of where this is going to happen. The ball is sort of in the governor's court right now. Will he sign it or will he not? Um, but we'll kind of get some of the back-end information about how he ended up where we are and uh, why some people are frustrated that it's not, in their minds, as, as strong or as restrictive as it should be or the reforms are not as strong as they should be. So we'll have more on that coming up. 820 now at News Talk 965 KPL.
25: Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana, Moon Griffon. Next on News Talk 965
0: KP All right. So it's like we went from one legislative session straight into another one as we had a shortened regular session because yep. of COVID 19. Yet there are a ton of really big bills Shoot, on our website right now. Uh, one of those that hasn't been talked about as much or one of those sort of topics is mm. some of the gun legislation. Yeah, um, th- that's been a part of it. Uh, we're joined by Blake Miguez, though. Now, good morning to you, sir.
29: Good morning. How you guys are doing? Yeah, we, we had a break for about one minute. I got to take a sip <laughs> yeah. out of my water before we stopped one session and started the next on Monday.
15: Yeah. Gee whiz,
0: So man. I do want to talk to you about those gun bills. You have been um, a big proponent of the Second Amendment and expanding slash protecting those uh, Second Amendment protections here in our state. But I'm um, telling you, Blake, today what people are talking about has to do with the tort reform bill. Tell us how we ended yeah. up where we are
15: um, or does he, anybody even really understand how we ended up where we are?
29: Well, uh, well, first of all, to, to hit real quick on the pro gun issue, yeah. we uh, we we passed four great pro gun bills that expand Second Amendment rights for Louisiana citizens, and this is the first time in five years that Governor Edwards will have pro gun bills on his desk, and we get to test and see if he's actually a pro gun governor. Uh, We hope that he signs those bills, but in the past, um, with some of his friends in the Senate leadership that are no longer there, um, he's never had to actually make a decision on the program bill. So the Second Amendment community is very excited to have all four of their bills make it through the process and on his desk. And for all the listeners out there, I encourage you to reach out to the governor's office, let him know how important the Second Amendment is to you, and ask him to sign the four program bills that are on his desk. So the second thing you guys brought up is tort reform. Well, tort reform has been um, the biggest issue for many of the members in the Capitol, I would say a super majority of those, specifically the Republican delegation, we have gone on a mission to lower auto insurance rates and to change Louisiana's legal climate um, to improve our business community, business climate, and our economy going forward. Um, it went a little bit. It was a little bit surprising how it went the last day of session on tort reform. Uh, at the end of the day a tort reform bill was passed with about fifteen minutes left of the legislative session. Right, okay. But, um my understanding of the bill, how I read it is it still has some problematic um points to it. Okay. Um but I, I I'll tell you this. Rest assured that the Republican delegation is still very much on a mission to pass tort reform and lower auto insurance rates. It is a process. We do have a special session coming where if the bill is not in perfect posture, it can be fixed either through a separate piece of legislation or if the governor, as expected, if he vetoes this bill, then more bills can be passed because it is in the legislative call. I think it's item number 40 in the legislative call. There's 41 items. Item number 40 includes everything that's in the omnibus bill. So it's a process. Um, you know, it's like making sausage over there, the political process. It takes time. A lot of negotiations going on, mm. but I feel confident at the end of the day that the legislature will put multiple instruments on the governor's desk that put that lower auto insurance rates and they'll have a lot of different options to choose from and uh, it'll be his prerogative whether he signs those or not. And there's still the opportunity that there could be a veto override at some point. So I hope the governor does the right thing and and it decides that he wants to put the citizens of Louisiana first and lower auto insurance rates here because we have the second highest auto insurance rates in the country and that's just unacceptable.
15: Yeah. So there were so many changes to everything that went on and like you said 15 minutes left in the session nobody could really read the reports of the conference committees could they?
29: Yeah, it was very difficult. I think I, I we had a roughly 3 to 5 minutes to actually yeah, read it. Yeah, it was crazy. I it, and I was not I was not satisfied with what was in the bill and I actually I did not support the last conference committee report because um the problematic point in the bill would actually have lead to a do the opposite of what we intended to do with the original bill that received the yeah. overwhelming supermajority vote in both chambers. So we saw some issues there. Obviously, um, the votes that it didn't get a supermajority vote in the House on its on its, adopting the conference committee report, a lot to do with how it was jammed at the last minute and some of the, uh, the problematic points in the bill. The rest is short. reform is supported by a supermajority of the legislature. It's just a matter of getting the bill into the proper posture at the end of the day. And there's still a lot of discussions to be had. Um, and we're waiting to see what the governor's going to do. If the governor signs this bill, then the legislature can come with a quick fix bill. I call it a patchwork bill. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a I think you'll have a great um, tort reform package at the end of the day. If he decides to veto this bill, I think the legislature will come with multiple um, tort reform bills that look similar to this one. Okay. With different um, different options in it that still lower auto insurance rates, they'll still accomplish the goals for Louisiana citizens. And like I said, we're going to work hard and we're devoted, and uh, we're not giving up. It's part of a process, and we're going to continue working the process till we get the results that we want for the citizens of Louisiana.
0: So, Blake, I, I know you have to see and have to hear your, some of the criticism about this because it seems like. You know, in reading some of the comments that people have made, it's like we're playing a game. If you have the supermajority anyway, why couldn't you have just passed what you wanted, let the governor veto it, and then you can override that veto? Why get into this meeting? I mean, some of the reports we were hearing yesterday, I mean, had to do with Gordon McKernan in the office with the governor talking and working these things out. It's sort of like, what's the point of even letting that happen if you... Can override the veto anyway.
29: I completely agree. So, so let me let me explain something. So, the author of the bill had its prerogative. It was his bill. Decided to operate with the operate and try to negotiate with the governor in good faith. I support right. the the effort to yeah, sure. have a discussion with the opponents on the other side to see if you can come to some type of compromise that the governor could sign and you wouldn't have to go down that path. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think you should always try that in the legislative process. Well. It was my understanding negotiations are gone well days prior, and they broke down at the very end. But at some point, you're right; you have to make a decision. Negotiations are done with. We're gonna. So you got two options. One, the governor signs agrees to sign a bill that both sides can can agree on. It may not be the full bill that you want, but it still does what you what we intend to do in low order mm-hmm. interest rates. Mm-hmm. That did happen. But when that doesn't happen, in my opinion. You have to say, well, we're going to pa- if you can't agree to this bill, then we're going to pass the bill that we want that we know lowers auto insurance rates. And we'll pass it with a supermajority vote. And we'll try the veto override and we'll work that the, the best we can. And and the blame will be on you, Governor, if you don't sign it. Because the legislature will do its job and we'll make its attempt to veto override. And I think, it's, I think the veto override may not be a sure bet, but it definitely with a supermajority vote from both chambers. It would definitely threaten the governor. He'd have to work overtime to try to convince people to flip their vote, which is very difficult on an issue that this this big for Louisiana. But I totally agree. If you have the votes, vote it with a supermajority, pass it, and just veto override the governor. I can tell you that I have no fear in overriding the governor. I have no fear in voting for a good tort reform bill. I want to lower auto insurance rates for the people of Louisiana, and that's what I was elected to do. And, that's what I, and, I, and I'm going to do whatever is necessary. If I have to vote on five TARP reform bills and send five of them to his death and veto override, make five veto override votes, I'll do that. Um, but I want to make sure it's a good TARP reform bill. I can in good conscience support a TARP reform bill that doesn't actually lower co insurance rates, that's jammed at the last minute, that has problems. But I'm here to fix that bill, and I want to see a good package go through.
0: You know, we talked to Jim Donnelly yesterday, the commissioner of insurance here in the state, and he cleared up something that I think is a huge misconception, and it's been used to make the argument for why our premiums are so much more expensive in the state. And people often talk to uninsured motorists. Yesterday on our show, he said uninsured motorist rates is the same in Louisiana as it is in most of the other states. So that's not where it comes in. What else can you fix with it, Blake? I mean, I know we, we've been talking about these, you know, uh, the minimums. You know, that you know, the threshold, the jury threshold, and everything else. But are there more elements in there that the average person doesn't well, know about?
29: Well, there's, there's, it's an omnibus bill. So there's, there's multiple elements. You know, there's a jury trial threshold. There's um, direct action. There's collateral source. There's a seatbelt gag rule, which means you can't allow evidence that whether you're wearing a seatbelt or not when you got in the accident, whether you have contributory negligence. And there's a number of other things. So it's an omnibus bill that has six or seven important points. And that's what was being negotiated. So you can't just focus on one aspect of the bill, but we know for sure that Louisiana has the second highest auto insurance rates in the country. And a lot of those have to do with uh, a number, a handful of trial attorneys across the state, with billboard trial attorneys who make their money on churning a large amount of cases. They're basically um, call centers and settlement firms. And we're not talking about, the issue is not the big lawsuit that, for millions of dollars, because those don't happen that often. It's those small lawsuits that happen repetitively, thousands and thousands of times over. And when you multiply that, we all have to end up paying that, for those losses on the insurance runs, because it gets spread out to all the other people that have auto insurance in this state, and that's how our rates go up. Well, the experts in the industry weighed in, and they figured out there was a, about six or seven things that could be done that put us in line with other states that would lower our auto insurance rates. And that's what the the Talbot 418 reform bill, those are the elements that were contained. So we know how to fix it. Um, It's just a matter of getting it into the proper posture where the right amount of people can support it to put it through the process. And I um, I hope that in the new bills, I hope the governor continues to have discussions with the lawmakers. But I can tell you this, I think all the lawmakers learned their lesson. There's a time for negotiation, and there's a time to get down and just vote for the bill that the people want you to vote on. And you don't wait until the last 30 minutes of session to do that. I don't think that'll happen again. I think that in the future, either the governor's going to agree or they're going to agree to disagree, and we'll send a bill, multiple interests hopefully to death and he will have to deal with the veto override threat that'll come in the days following. But all
0: right. you guys, uh, thank you so much yes, for sir. your time today. I love your optimism. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, I definitely see, not maybe not with this issue, but that tactic of getting something in the last few minutes of the session has been used before and it will probably be used again. So
15: but yeah, let's just we hope should, for the right, best. Right. We should know better. I hope
29: we can eliminate that out of the, the process. Yeah. But guys, remember, there's more than tarp reform. We've got a special session coming up with a number of things that could spur Louisiana's economy, put Louisiana back on its feet to, after this COVID-19 pandemic that we just got back done fighting, as well as there's a number of issues in the legislative session that we've done to start jumpstarting Louisiana's economy. I'd be happy to come on the show later to talk about those things. Yeah. So keep your optimism up. We'll continue to work very hard in the legislature for the people of Louisiana, and we plan to get some things done this term. So we, we, we'd we enjoy it. We hope that you all keep us in your thoughts and prayers. I can tell you from a personal aspect. I'm going to work every day to make sure that Louisiana is a better place for our future. And thank you so much for having me on the show.
25: Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues
29: that matter to you.
25: News Talk 96.5. KPEL. Depend on it.
30: Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 87 degrees. An upper level low going to be working its way across the area. And that's going to be sparking widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms out there later on this afternoon. Could end up maybe with a strong storm or two. Be on the lookout for that as we get later on into the day. Wind's going to come from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour with your overnight lows dropping down into the lower 70s yet again. We're heating up as we go through the rest of the week. Rain chances going to be sticking with us as well. Scattered rain chances all the way through the rest of this week and getting into early parts of the weekend. Sunday and Monday could be seeing the impacts from Tropical Storm Cristobal, which continues to sit down in the Bay of Campeche. We may be seeing some tropical weather arriving here in Acadiana again by the end of the weekend. Be sure to stick with KTC for all the latest. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel
25: Phillips on News Talk 96.5, KPEL.
30: So
15: right now, 78 degrees here at KPEL.
25: News Talk 96.5, KPEL. Right now, traffic.
15: So the only thing still holding is uh, Fenderbender in Youngsville, Shmemettery Parkway at Shemet Road. That's Mettery Parkway at Shemet Road. So make sure you're buckling up out there. Traffic brought to you by Bob Evans Dinner Sides. Their family of products wants to remind you to drive sensibly as you get behind the wheel a bit more now. Drive smart and drive safely to shop at your local grocery store and pick up Bob Evans' mashed potatoes and mac and cheese.
6: I need love, love.
0: All right, it's 841. You know, Bob is a secret family member of mine
15: and <laughs> Bob Evans is Bob your Evans? secret family yes. member
0: because say you're running late
15: <laughs> yes and you exactly. need to
0: pick up the bobs and then you scoop it out you warm it up and oh, you put it into your own dish in your
15: own dish
0: and so we have an unspoken reality <laughs> in my family who made these mashed potatoes, potatoes. Bob did yes yeah so anyway. Okay, you're hilarious. 841 now, <laughs> Newstalk 96.5 Um Ooh. There will be some changes um, across departments at Lafayette Consolidated Government. Of course, as the whole Consolidated Government deals with a, a massive shortfall on the budget, on tax revenues to do things. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, uh, we heard about a 20% cut that the uh, mayor president was asking for most departments, and uh, Parks and Recreation uh, will not be spared So there are some things that will probably have to at least temporarily shut down. But there are also more things being added. Walter Guillory joins us on the phone right now. Good morning to you. Good morning. So tell us where we are uh, this morning as far as uh, different programs, what you're going to add. We know there have been some things, a couple summer things that had to be canceled due to COVID-19 and social distancing restrictions. But uh, you guys are still operating. And that's the message this morning.
7: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Robin, thank you, Ms. Byrne, for having me on to talk about our programs. Um, at the moment now, we have started registration for our uh, youth softball and baseball seasons, and uh, that's going underway right now. And uh, for anyone that's interested, I'm going to leave a couple of numbers now, 291 or 291 Six two, and just call us and we will uh, put you in contact with um, one of our six associations across the city and the parish. Um, we, you know, got a, a setback, certainly because of the pandemic. And so we're going to do an abbreviated season. It'll be about five weeks. We have uh, been communicating with our uh, associations on a weekly basis. Uh, We have a plan as it relates to the COVID-19, related to spacing, disinfecting, sanitizing, uh, things of that nature, where we want to make sure that it's safe for the kids their parents uh, and, and the other volunteers that will be involved so that's all into place um and so we're just about ready to go uh we will start uh, one of our associations will start on next week and the other will follow the week after um and we will get our season underway uh and so uh, here we are um, we're ready to go with softball and um uh, and baseball um um and just to elaborate on some of the other things that we're doing. Uh, I think one of the things that sets us apart is uh, we created what we call the BATA program, which is building adults through athletics. And we have have, uh, partnered with about 10 different agencies from the community college, the small action agency to the sheriff department, SWLA Center for Health Services, city clubs, boys and girls clubs, and so forth. And, and what, when, when people come to our facilities now, they're gonna see these groups there because we want to do a holistic approach and reach the entire family. So with the programs, for instance, that small community action agency puts on, that's offered to the parents. Uh, Southwest uh, SWLA Center for Health Services provides health care uh, and health services for our kids and their parents. The community college offers uh, classes for parents. Um, and so when you come to our facilities now, and we started this in basketball, we will have our partners there. And with the hope that um, we're, we're taking this holistic approach uh, to meet the needs of not only those kids, but their parents as well. And so we, we thought by doing this, um, it will it, it, it just comes full circle and that um, and that when a kid comes in our program and when they're leaving our program as teenagers, uh, they're ready for society uh our philosophy has been not every kid is gonna go on and even play high school athletics, some will not play college, and a very small percentage is gonna make it to the to the professional level. But they all can be productive citizens. So through our athletic department, uh we're using it as a means to um to, to get the whole uh family the, the help that they need, uh, again, through athletics. Uh, some of the national programs we're doing is through Major League Baseball. We're gonna institute the pitch, hit, and run competition and the junior hormone hitting contest where kids will have an opportunity to compete. Um, we did this while I was in Pineville, had some kids go to Minute Maid Park, mingle with Major League Baseball players. So cool. Uh, the, winners, the winners get to go to the All-Star game um, and, and so uh, the junior uh, home run hitting contest and the pitch hitting run is something we're going to institute as well as the NBA junior um, junior program where we are a member now and the kids will be afforded the opportunity to be involved in that. So just a few of the things we're doing besides our regular uh,
29: sports
0: activities. You know, I just think that some of those things you just mentioned, I mean, those are once-in-a-lifetime things. Yeah. It's Great. And we know what team sports do in the development of a person as a whole. It's not just about their athletic ability, but it's about working with others. It's about working towards a common goal. And, you know, in many of these neighborhoods that you touch, you know, you are providing a structure that may not be there at home. And I think that's another thing that's a uh, great for us to to talk about and, and to know about. And of course your efforts, um, your efforts are really what's making all this happen. So this, Blitz program really just wants to get more people involved, more kids playing sports, and really kind of rally the family around all these young athletes. Really cool.
7: Absolutely. And, and, and you know, one other thing we did, um, we had professional athletes to come in um and and we gathered at the ruby show center and and uh we had about six professional athletes to come in football players baseball uh we had track olympian hollis conway participated Where they talked to our parents and our kids not about their notoriety not about the money they made but how sports help to discipline them in life and to overcome obstacles and and our kids need to hear that that uh, that there's going to be life after sports It's going to be sooner for some later for others but we want to prepare them um, um, you know to do just that Uh, we have a mentoring program where we have people that have overcome obstacles um, that have overcome adversity some of it being their own fault, but they've overcome it and they have bounced back. They're coming in to talk to our kids to let them know that that you can bounce back, but also some preventive measures not to get yourself in in a situation to where you fall in trouble with the law. So um, we, we think that by doing these programs, and right now, on your sister sister station, fourteen twenty ESPN, Stevie P, over the last <laughs> few weeks, have been interviewing yep. some of the the people that have come through our programs, and and I think our kids hearing that, and 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 we're going to invite those very people to come to uh, our athletic banquet in January, and have kids to see, feel, and touch those people that are now either p- continuing to play Major League Baseball professional basketball, professional football, females that have went through the WNBA, that have played in college, uh, just to give those kids a sense of, you know what, I can accomplish this. But if it's not in sports, then I could accomplish it by being a productive citizen.
15: Mm-hmm. Well, Walter, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning and letting us know all the great things that are going on. All right, the numbers that he gave, 291-8375 and 291 8362. Hey, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you
7: guys for having me.
15: All right. Have a good one. All right. Neat. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's amazing how much stuff is going on. Hey, before we hit another commercial break, I want to talk about uh,
0: another organization that is always doing good in the community, and that is service Chevrolet Cadillac.
15: You have Uh, a car issue, and it's lovely. It's an addiction. But, you know,
0: it is if. It may be an addiction, but it's also a distraction. Right. You know, yesterday I had to go over, uh, spent a couple hours. I'm looking at some new vehicles Uh huh. and um, I'm trying to, Uh huh. trying to, <laughs> let's just be honest, Bernie. If you want to ride in my current car, you need yeah. to do it in the next couple of days because it might be on its way out. Okay. The Cadillac CT5 is the apple of my eye. It's already on the showroom. You can go see it. The one that I'm looking at has like a peanut butter interior oh my goodness and the outside is like a pearl white pretty cool Oh yes yeah, so it's beautiful. there for you and you can find more about it at cadillacitservice.com it's right there in the name service find more cadillacitservice.com and go by and see my car if you beat me to it you can have it i'll get another <laughs> one. 851 now Hey, it's Rob Kirkpatrick, and I want to tell you about a brand new feature at kpl 965com Listen to every hour of every day of Acadiana's Morning News. Now, you need to just get up and listen to all the great interviews when they happen live. But maybe you're busy. Maybe you want to listen in your car in the afternoon. Go to kpl 965com click on Listen Live, and then click Acadiana's Morning News. There, you'll find a podcast brought to you by LABI, Louisiana Association of Business and Industry. That's kpl 965com I'm Elizabeth
10: MacDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. The number of jobs created by private employers dropped by 2.7 million in May, but the decline is not as steep as forecast. The report was expected to show a loss of 8 million jobs. Payroll processing company ADP compiled the report. There will be a new reading tomorrow on unemployment claims filed last week, and the monthly employment report for May is released on Friday. Campbell's Soup products were seeing unprecedented demand in recent weeks as America and stayed home and stocked up on its soups and snacks. Campbell says overall sales were up 15% in the recent quarter. Soup sales rose 35%. Red Robin Gourmet Burgers expects to have 270 dining rooms reopened by June 7th with limited capacity. It's seeing encouraging results at restaurants that have already reopened. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosilda. Invested in you.
4: Your employees and
9: customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. CentOS has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained CentOS technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces, and we'll keep you well stocked with gloves,
14: face masks,
26: hand sanitizer,
14: and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways CentOS can help you keep your business safe. Visit CentOS.com and get ready for the work keyboard cat
32: Hamilton the pug and Toast Meets World these are some of the internet's most beloved pets with millions of YouTube views shares Instagram likes followers and fans across the globe but what do all these amazing pets have in common their stories started in a shelter start your story adopt a dog or cat today visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a shelter or adoptable pets near you Training that pet to play the keyboard? Well, <laughs> that's entirely up to you. Visit shelterpetproject.org and hear more about Hamilton the Pug, Toast, and Keyboard Cat's amazing adoption stories. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Your perfect pet is just a click away at shelterpetproject.org A public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
25: News Talk 965 K P E L Brobridge, Lafayette.
8: Adopt US Kids presents multiple choice parenting.
25: You accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline?
16: Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player.
25: B, it's spiritual.
16: Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within? Ohm.
25: C, look on the bright side. (laughs)
16: Less time blow-drying, more time texting.
25: Or D, show empathy.
16: Mom, you really don't have to... Ta-da! Twinsies! (laughs) I kind of love it
8: (laughs) As a parent, there are no perfect answers But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same
19: For more
25: information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council
18: I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom But a little over a year ago, we
15: realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be, and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood, and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP.
18: It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place.
15: I know this road we're on isn't an easy one,
18: but I'm really happy to
15: have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
6: I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
23: Only you can prevent wildfires.
30: Mostly cloudy skies out there today with your highs getting up to around 87 degrees here in the afternoon. With the heat index, it's going to sit in the 90s, patchy sunshine by the afternoon. Overnight low is going to be down in the 70s. We'll have a 20% chance of rain a little later on today. For tomorrow, the rain chances go up to about 60%. Widely scattered showers through the midweek and staying unsettled as we make our way into the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 965 KPL.
15: 79 degrees now at the KPL studios.
25: News Talk 965 KPL right now traffic.
15: And we have a report of a fender bender on Vero School Road this morning. It's Vero School Road at Rue Louis the 14th. Again, Vero at Rue Louis the 14th. Make sure you're buckling up, keeping it safe out there.